The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, left. Oh, 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 oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's r r in the morning, a Monday edition. Get your ass up. The week is here. That is Rudy J. What up? Handsome as always, I'm Rob Thompson, representing the University of Texas at Arlington. The fighting maverick, number one in your playbook. The producer, what we call Easy E, Edwin Hafner. Got a long day today. And today, pulling a double. Oh, uh, this is like a triple. It really is. Because you know what, Rudy? I got here at... Uh, I got here really early this morning. Um, I yep. thought I'd get gas. Had to get gas. Turned out I had just enough to get here and it never stopped. So I, I stopped. You, were, Edwin, was already here at like 4.20. Good number. What time did you get here? Like 4.15. Good job. So you could have said 3 and really just blown our socks. Like, dude, I slept for less. I was so eager to. I would have said 3.30. It's better for radio. Come yeah, on, Edwin. You could have just, you know, embellished. But he was here early. Yeah. Cutting. Or midnight. There we go. See, that, that, <laughs> see, that, that move would have been Trey Ware, you and Trey are only people here. You and uh, the, the TSA types, as our boss says. Every time he says TSA, it confuses me. Yeah. What's TSA? He's, you know. He, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I always think he's talking about something else. Um, me too. Good weekend of football. We're going to have uh, Todd Archer of ESPN.com, our resident ESPN cowboy and national. Going to be here at 7. Good morning from Puerto Rico, Ultra Cowboy. Orale, welcome. Sure. Um, the uh, head coach of your UTSA Roadrunners will be here after 9 o'clock. We're chock full. Is that what they were supposed to say? That would be chock full of goodness, yeah. yes. Well, how was your weekend, man? The slow mo- uh, slow. It looked like slow boogie from what you're telling me. It was, me. man. I did nothing. I, 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 I did so little. I spent so much time laying on the couch. Doing nothing is doing, doing something. I'm good at it. I'm I have I've, perfected I've, I've become better. Um, that my back hurts for for lack of from lack of movement. I've, mm. I've watched for an average average to below average uh, lineup of college football. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of football, and it wasn't bad football. It was just off brand. Well, I mean, if you're sitting you know? at home on Saturday, what else were you going to do? A lot of rain delays. Uh, Alabama's awful. Not uh, Alabama's not awful. Uh, they're just average. That's. They're average for the SEC. They ain't great. They ain't awful. They're just average. It's been a weird start for the SEC as a whole. Uh, yeah. Uh, ups and downs. Thank goodness for Missouri. Yeah. I watched Missouri-Kansas yeah. State. Who'd have thought? The punish, you know, Nick Saban punishing Milrow the way he did this Saturday. Watching those two mm-hmm. quarterbacks stink up the joint and never putting Milrow in. He's the, that Texas lost while he said, oh, well, you know, it's fine. You know, it's, it's not going to hurt our goals. But that was a punishment. Like he grounded Milrow because watching those two other quarterbacks, <laughs> that Notre you, Dame kid. <laughs> oh yeah, he's good, and he has no. a great beard. 
No, no, no. The, the oh, transfer from Notre Dame. Oh, the Notre transfer, Day. yeah. The I guy like, that started. Oh, gotcha. that's I was like, stiff. wait, I thought we should switch gears. No, no, yeah. no. I'm like, dude, that dude. how do you not put Milrow in the game? Like, what was that? Like, he, he, that Texas loss bothered Saban clearly. Well, I can't imagine them going into the SEC without Milrow starting. No. I'll, I'll just throw that out they there. They play Ole Miss this week. I think Milrow will be back. Yeah, I think, and he will be comfortably there. I, yeah, we, I, there is a big separation by your absence, but uh, they're just not. Overly talented. Nope. They've got a lot of good guys, but nothing. NIL hurts the big boys too. It has, Mr. Ryan Nagel. It, it, it seems they are they're a bit shallow. We'll look around the college football landscape. You know, when Trailer gets here, that was a tough one on Friday. Let's not uh, dance around the fact that no, we they can't. got out toughed at home. Yeah, that was um, it was a it, they got they got a good lesson in the trenches. Army Army really beat them up in the trenches. Army was going for it on fourth down like they were playing Madden. Like, it's like, you know, you play that one guy in Madden, it's like, dude, you're really not going to punt. Like, really? You that's seriously, kind of like, the yeah. game we used to play. Like, yeah, no we, I mean, that's, exactly. That's what, that's what Army looked like. You know, the backup quarterback for UTSA did not look bad. Uh, Marbury didn't look bad. Didn't look bad. He's got so, a cannon. He's yeah, got a gun. He, they, they scored points. It's just the defense, what they've hung their hat on the first couple of weeks of the season, got beat up. You know, shout out to the Black Knights. And no Frank Harris. I mean, but, you're hamstrung but again, to start. I don't think but that's the reason they yeah. lost. The reason they lost is 37 points and 17 fourth down conversions, what it felt like. And it felt like the offense only had the ball about three minutes. Yeah, man. It, it was, no, it, <laughs> no, it was literally, I think it was 45-15. It was, it was the most offensively dominant game I've seen Army. I mean, it's, it's not untypical for them. That's the game plan. I've seen them do it before. Right. But. To be on the road like that for a team like UTSA, you know some of it. When you're when you've won so many late games, you feel like you're always going. Yeah, to. you feel unbeatable. You know, they yeah, we're down by fourteen, and there's only six minutes to go. But we've been here before, and there's there's a certain calmness to have. You know, I appreciate that. But at some point, you want a little bit of a sense of urgency. Like, dude, you guys need to kind of put on the gas now. Yeah, they even had a Hail Mary at halftime, and you think, okay, here we go. Yeah, they, you know, they just always, and that doesn't help your mentality when you, when they hit that again, again, late in the game, they hit another deep one. And you just come to believe, which is a great thing to have. But I think sometimes you lose that sense of urgency when it's not quite qu- quitting time or nut cutting time or whatever you want to call it. Right. When you're just in the midst of the game and you think, well, this didn't work out, but we still got a lot of time. You know, sometimes you need to be a little bit more aggressive. I'm not sure that's a problem. I think while Frank wasn't there and the numbers weren't down from the QB position, yeah. there is a heart and soul kind of thing. The the, the time of possession was 44-25 that to, is. to 15-35. <laughs> 442 yards on total uh, offense, 23 first downs, zero turnovers. You're not winning that game. Now, their head coach, Munkin, you know, his brother is the OC at Baltimore. Oh, okay. I thought that was him. I was like, it got to be brother. Have you ever seen a shotgun triple option before? I, I pre- did. Dude, I did Friday. That that was. Uh, I appreciate the play. Yeah, the play calling or the play design. And speaking of play design, the Cowboys. Uh, we'll look a lot at the at the offense that McCarthy has manufactured. Dak seems to be thriving. I mean, 31 to 38, 255. I think that's kind of where they want him to be. Like <laughs> not turning it over. Well. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna count the the the, the pick six sauce dropped, 
And uh, well, they asked. Now that now that da- da- Dallas <laughs> media wants to ask about avoiding Sauce Gardner, but R and R in the morning asked on Friday, and uh, we're going to uh-huh. hear from McCarthy. And there was a very delicate response uh, regarding McCarthy. He, and he, he put on his tap dance. He shoes. did because uh, Rudy was right. <laughs> Where's Sauce? Don't throw there. Put CD someplace else. And the else. one time they did, he almost went to the house, and they never did again. Rudy, when I saw that happen, I was looking for my phone. Thinking, Rudy was right. He was right. Because they didn't go back. Uh, Rob, when was the last time you really, 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 really participated in Pac-12 after dark? Holy cow. One thirty in the morning. One thirty in the morning? It was, and guess what? Wide awake, at a bar, locked in. Clapping like I graduated from I know. Colorado. Where's my Colorado like Buffalo money. shirt? I'm acting like I send money to them every month. <laughs> what is why? I, I know it's Dion, know. It's, but it's why Dion. is it Dion? What is he doing that makes me not want to look away? Just I because he's mesmerizing. You know what's crazy, Rob? And this is why this this is why they're going to thrive as far as you know. Because the place I was at, there was a good thirty five percent there. Rooting for him to lose. Oh yeah, yeah there's, there's that. It's yeah, it's, it's like, like a it's, wrestling. Yeah, they're they're Floyd character. Mayweather. They're LeBron right now. Like you got a bunch of people on the bandwagon, but then you also got people like you know what I'm sick of this, and I w- can't wait to see you lose. Which turns into 16 million viewers, TV and streaming. You see what I mean? Oh yeah, he's uh, who's the guy that uh, from uh, the wrestler John 316? That guy? Oh yeah, uh, Cena. He's the no, it's not Cena. Oh, I don't see. I don't know wrestling. It's the other dude. The kind of anti-hero. He's kind of a good guy, but he'll also oh, trust me. A wrestler guy out there would tell there, us. Who there's it is. a defined character, the John three sixteen dude. Right. That's Dion's the black John three sixteen. Yeah, he is. I he's, mean, you love him, you hate him, but you. you he's my making gosh. a million dollars off sunglasses in it, one day. He. All that, and we're gonna look. We're gonna talk about the game and the attraction and the numbers and all of that. Um, let's not lose the fact that Colorado State strapped up their big boy pants. And went and played some football for fifty nine minutes and moved the ball at will on Colorado. And now uh, I know Edwin and I and Tim Spence, Tim Spence and I have a lunch bet on um, Oregon Colorado, and it looked like <laughs> I might be buying Tim Spence lunch. But hey, I'm st- I'm gonna stay I'm gonna down this hill. But without Travis Hunter and the way the way Colorado State moved the ball at will, yeah, this next couple weeks with Oregon and USC gonna be tough for the Buffalo. Yeah, it's about to turn south. It, it, it's just, it, just a numbers game, and that that the pl- that Travis Hunter hit was about as dirty as I've seen. Now, I've never seen. I've, it's that been was a long, on, on a college level. It's been a long time since I've seen a hit that dirty and not get targeting and thrown <laughs> out. I thought that's what we do. And I thought in college we over penalize targeting. And that kid stayed in the game. Now he ended up getting burnt for the last yeah, touchdown. But karma. How is he in the game? How? The dirtiest hit I've seen in a long time on a college level, but that game was chippy. They really didn't like each other. But I tip my cap to Colorado State because I thought they were going to get their teeth kicked in. That uh, that that was a solid and what a just a great football game. Yeah, I hope you stayed up. We'll look more in the numbers and look across the top twenty-five as Texas woke up in the second half. Although the first half looked very Texas-esque. Yeah, yeah. I, you could. I expected that after after Bama. You yeah, kind of, you know what I mean. Like a little, oh, bit, we, a little bit of letdown, and then they're like, "Okay, let's let's put these Wyoming errors away." Can we just say that Sark can coach his ass off? I don't know about all that yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, for them to turn it around, uh, that could have very, very easily fit the narrative of Texas in the second. I mean, that first half was what if you're Texas, that's what you're going to do. You're going to show up flat. 
and you know eke out an ugly victory. And they didn't do that. They could have. Right. Uh, second half, they came out and kicked ass. They they turned themselves into a number three team. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Deion Sanders is a black Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> we love him. Yeah, we love him. I love Stone I Cold. I can't look. I now, cannot. Now I do know Stone Cold. I like Stone Cold. I mean, the attitude is there. Right. And uh, and underneath it, um, he is the perfect modern head coach. Modern is the key word yes. in that statement. Definitely modern. I mean, you got to remember during – you know, spring and tra- off season, he let them put their Instagram names on the back of their jerseys. Just gets it. That's just like, and I, I meant to, to a lot of people, like you're stupid, but in when you're recruiting, it matters. I mean, he took a picture. The guy that the number one quarterback in the country, five star, came to the game and posted a picture with Deion I saw himself. That. I saw like, that. It wasn't like Colorado did it. Mm-hmm. The kid did it. I was like, oh, we're it's in over. Trouble. <laughs> it's now, over. Did he get to meet Dr. Dre and, and dude, Wiz and everybody else that was there? Dude, did, did he get to do that too? Now, who? Okay, I know it was Lewis Riddick. Who was the guy to doing the play-by-play? The black dude from ESPN. Oh, was Mark, Mark Jones. Mark okay, Jones. so now Mark Jones' brother, he Look, could get away with this. He said this game looks like the BET Awards. He did. He I was did like, say that. I was like, you can get away with that. <laughs> you can get away with that. I don't know if Herb Street could say that. Now, matter of fact, I know Herb Street can't say that. Because if Herbstreit would have said that, I was like, what the hell are you trying to say, Herb? All I said but, was, you people are yeah, all here. But but he was like, hey, this looks like the BET Awards. I was like, whoa, it did. It, it <laughs> it the, looked, you know what it looked like? It looked like? It looked like Staples Center. Yeah, it, it did. It looked like, it was like a college football Staples Center is what it looked like. And I was like, damn. But um, Dion did say on first take, Rob, he's about eight players away. I, I agree with that. And that's the trenches. It's all in the trenches, so, both sides. I'm going to put it to you right now. If I am the president, I don't know what the the, the highest ranking official with the University of Colorado system is. Mm-hmm. If I am that person, this morning, I am calling Dion and I'm offering him ten million dollars a year for the next ten years to like lock it up. I'm I'm offering him a hundred million dollar contract guaranteed this morning. Well, see, the thing about what's crazy, Rob, is this and just is how wealthy people operate. Like the gamble they took is paying off times 100. Like they yes. didn't even have the 28 million to sign him. They they said, hey, Dion, here's 28 million. And then they went and called everybody that they knew with yes. money and got it. And now and now just how the wealthy operate. Like, let's take this 28 million dollar risk and see what happens. I'm sure it's already turned into 200 did, million. Did you know part of the contract Dion signed? He got points on attendance. No. Yes. What a smart agent. Oh. So this is the agent. I'm calling that agent, and I'm doing the the so uh, Jerry Bus to Magic Johnson. 25 years, a million dollars right now. So you'd call him up. You know what? I would offer him $10 million a year for 10 years. Today. You might you might be ahead of the curve on that. I Today. Think that, I think that may be a great idea. He made half his salary over the weekend. He made $5 million <laughs> on Saturday. I know. That place was rocking. And I'm afraid if I offer 10, his agent goes, how about 12? And we'll listen. Right. We're going to talk Cowboys. We're going to talk college football. Won't be any fun unless you're involved. Get on the active side of the sheet today. 656-3776, the numbers to call. If you want to talk to us, you can talk, you can type, you can do whatever. Go to the YouTube feed. We're graded on that. Make sure Rudy gets an A. We'll be right back. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star.
Prescott in the gun. Back is on his left. Snap goes back. Looking to his left. Looking, looking. Checks it down. Ferguson at the one. Leans over the pylon. Touchdown. Brad Sham on the call as we are the one of the flagships for your Dallas Cowboys. They uh, comfortably take the victory. Uh, five field goals will be uh, the topic of conversation. And, and Rudy, the very first thing he said, and I think is to me as he walked in, which I think is the thing that we should all have to answer as Cowboy fans. <laughs> I know how Cowboy fans going to be like. They ain't going to like this. What's up? How truly impressed should you be i wasn't really impressed i wasn't i wasn't impressed five field like the thing about it is you know um aaron Rodgers plays they probably lose that game um five field goals is unacceptable that many trips to the red zone and you come away with five field goals and you know it just it was mid you know what i mean it's one of those things like where you go to a new brand new restaurant and you're like wasn't bad wasn't good it's just mid i think it was it wasn't just wasn't good. I'll agree with the mid. I think it was. <laughs> it was mid. An entirely acceptable meal. Yes. That came short on a couple of the side dishes. Uh huh. Five field goals is one thing. I mean, I could come to you and say the uh, the Jets. Everybody talked about when Aaron went down that this could be a team that even without him could look a lot like the Jacksonville Jaguars with Blake Bortles. Right. That the defense would be enough to carry you. The defense is that good. Is not that defense good enough to go well against that defense? Well, with they got thirty yeah, points. Yeah, thirty-one of thirty-eight, uh, two fifty-five. I think that's where they like Dak. You know, not throwing any interceptions, not taking. You know, not overly taking any silly risk. And you get four turnovers. You get. I mean, what two games? Is that eight turnovers or seven? I think we're at how many? They, they had. Seven, I think. Seven, seven turnovers seven turno- and ten sacks. Yeah, seven turnovers. On the way to legendary, on yeah. the way to historical, you get seven turnovers, you're only giving up ten points in two weeks. So, on their way to legendary, I didn't think it was possible, but as of right as it sits right now, if the season ended today, they'd go down as a legendary defense. Um, My gosh. What that defense. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. It is a but track you, meet. Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. No, I agree. That's but all I'm I saying. don't care what quarterback you are. You got two seconds. <laughs> yeah, and that Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's <laughs> having fun. Oh. You know what I mean? Like some of the stuff, like the, that first Micah sack where he kind of during the stunt. When he, and they when he came did that up, duck in yeah, underneath. And they come under, I don't know if that was designed or that was Micah going off script, but whatever. If I'm Dan Quinn, I'm claiming the play call. Yeah, whatever it was. And then Micah gets a fumble recovery and two sacks. Now, I had a Commander fan tell me yesterday. Commander fan? Is yeah. there such thing? Yeah, I had a Commander okay. fan tell me, because I got to, we'll talk about it, play some golf. Tell me that Micah's in a really good situation and wouldn't be doing this anywhere else. Not many other places. Shut the hell up. Not many other places he'd be doing this. He feels like Dan Quinn's put him in a great He's situation. Past He's past that. Was he this at Penn State? Uh, I think, was Lawrence Taylor that at North Carolina? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer I think that. everybody thought he might be. Uh, there's a reason he went number one. I didn't follow Penn State football. Me I don't neither. know. And he sat out the last year. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But that I think you could make that argument last year. I don't think you can make that argument anymore. 
too disruptive, right? It's, now everybody knows where number 11 is. Everybody. And yeah. the plan is stop, run away from, neutralize number 11 first. <laughs> and at that point, you've become, I don't care where you are, you're great. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, I, I don't buy that anymore. The defense, it ain't I dis- legendary I disagree. I disagree with him, by the way. Yeah, so I, you know. I know you did. I know you. you but, I know. I, I think very highly of Micah, who's now broken my two-and-a-half sack prediction. The the kicking game. First, before we go any further with the, with the uh, inability to score touchdowns, uh, Brandon Aubrey, this dude looks, there's something about him. It's, it's exactly why you and I, Rob, just like, we weren't worried about this. Just like, man, this dude's smooth as silk. Yeah. Until he he's not. Until he's not, right. But but with that red zone, though, Rob. Now, McCarthy, didn't he talk about this, Edwin? He kind of took the blame yeah, for Dak's let's, struggles. Let's hear from, this yeah. is regarding five field goals. Well, I was play caller of sort of shit. You know, he's got to pick it up. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was really proud of the offensive line just with all the changes and so forth. And, yeah, I, I get it. You know, first and goal on a six-yard line. And, you know, the first call, uh, they actually lined up. You know, I think the way with with Hunter being new and so forth, so there, there was definitely an, an alignment that was you know, we weren't expecting. So, uh, but yeah, we we definitely want to punch those in. I appreciate hey, I, that. I, can I, answer. I, this is the thing. I, I think that's a great answer because he, because if you really look at some of the decision making, with number four down in the red zone wasn't the greatest, but maybe it's because of the play call. But regardless, I can appreciate somebody taking the blame. That's what a team is about. Like you don't point fingers. Daryl G just came in on our uh on our uh, YouTube. YouTube feed. And I didn't see poor decision making. Uh, uh, maybe maybe not decision that. maybe not decision making, but maybe not, you know, a little hesitant to pull the trigger. But I get it considering get considering you're trying to protect the ball. I kinda get it. And I think that's priority one. The sack the shoestring sack, I didn't care for that. But again, he's trying to make a play. But Dak will tell you himself he's not that fast. This clearly. is a defense that single handedly yeah. won a football game last week. Against well, a good is, offense. You know what? You're right. I mean, it's I I don't want to go too far cowboy on this. And I know that I am standing but on the Niagara Falls of Cowboy fandom, I'm standing right at the edge because I don't know how impressed I should be. The thing is, if you get four turnovers and they'll turn in only five field goals, it's kind of now that first drive. I remember the first the first thing that hit the WhatsApp was you text us. That was easy. And it was. I was like, yeah, you know what, Rob? I agree. It was just yeah, bang, I agree. Bang, 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 and then bang. it kind of just bogged down. But if you get four turnovers. You're going to win that game. We've got so much to talk about with the Cowboys, but we got to stay on schedule. we got we got stops yeah. to make. We're like bus drivers today. We're going to do right. Anybody standing on the corner. We're going to do right by the clock. Saturday night was an impressive of, of college football game, the likes of which I hadn't seen in a bit. We, we thought it might be fun. We didn't know it was going to be that fun. Texas turns things around in the second half, and Jimbo finds some offense. They don't cover, but my goodness, let's talk some college football. Coming up next, don't forget Jeff Trailer's going to be here after 9 o'clock as we look at a 1-2 and two UTSA Roadrunner program. We'll be right back. This is R&R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. I have but one book. It is BetUS. Did I go through too fast? No, I'm, 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 You're I'm early. early. I'm early. I want to get rid of this one. All right, get rid of it. Let's get it. You know what I mean? I want to place a because bet right now. we just talked about the Aggies, and I had a bad beat. I did. Uh, I took the Aggies to cover the 53. 
It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with r in the morning. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Rob and Rudy. Good morning. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. r in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning to all. That's Rudy J. How'd you how'd you shoot yesterday? Oh man, I actually hit the ball really, really well. We, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I don't want to be out there. Well, number one, I, we strategically booked the tea time at ten. Well, this done. way we, we'll be walking into the clubhouse and into Golf Club of Texas, you know, NFL package right at three. So right after the round, we'll go get some food and watch the first half of the Cowboy game at Golf Club of Texas. But but now we play best ball, so we'll have to, to be out there. Along, yeah. yeah, two on two. You know, I won some money because me and my partner, we had, we're undefeated. We don't lose. We don't <laughs> lose, especially to the two clowns we played against. We don't lose to those guys. And when I'm in the cart with my man Vasquez, he just he's a great coach, got me. Made a small adjustment to where my my where my feet were planted. Oh, uh, you're playing with a dude better than you coaching yeah, your three eighteen. Yeah, yeah. He ah, told like that. He gave me a little tip, and it was over. It was over, man. So no, I had a great time. It was the weather was perfect, and then like I said, the course they've taken care of it. Is and then some... afterwards, you get great. nine TVs with sixty five inch TVs, and I watched the first half of the Cowboy game. At Golf Club of Texas, then went and home because I'm down yeah. the street. This isn't a planned spot for Golf Club of Texas. No, it's not. But let me tell you, as the sun, as we start getting a little bit cooler, that hilltop, oh, oh. what a great place to spend an evening. You got new clubs. When I are we going to use clubs. them? When I are we use to. Them? All right, we got to figure something I'm out. Limping around. But, but you know we got to do it around Cowboys. But we're we around the Cowboys, and we got a golf tournament in two weeks. Uh, uh, we can't play, but you can. Yeah. Uh, go to sasportstar.com. I, didn't, I haven't had an update, and it's entirely possible we've sold out. I don't know. Um, yeah, we need an update. But we I need am to talk required to, to bring this up on a regular basis, so I, I'm going to fulfill my contractual uh, requirement and tell you that our, our golf tournament is just two weeks away out at Olympia Hills, and we need you to come play with us. It's a full day of fun. Uh, we will get going a little after 9 o'clock. We can't play because we'll be on air, but you can. Uh, post party over at uh, Slackers there at 281. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to feed you. We're going to drink you. We got all, all the games, all of the fun that we play deep in the heart of Olympia Hills. You know what I'm talking about if you've been there. Uh, I want to thank uh, the law offices of Jesse Hernandez. How we call him the Texas Chancla. Flight by Yingling. Twin Peaks. Renewal by Anderson. Meritage Homes. And don't forget the post party over at uh, Slacker Sports and Arcade Bars. The Blitz will end a fun and exciting day that has all benefited the Lupus Foundation of America. The uh, Lone Star Chapter. It gets signed up. It's a lot of fun. And we're just uh, two weeks away. It's going to be October the 2nd at 9 a.m. at our beautiful Olympia Hills. Um, college football. Last weekend was kind of like the bye week, paycheck week. Everybody right. getting paychecks. Couple of games on the slots. Uh, we we saw Florida and Tennessee. We'll talk about. We were how mad were you at the TV? The Florida and Tennessee, the injuries and penalties. I'm like, will y'all get Just this damn the damn game? <laughs> I'm like ESPN, what are we doing? It was almost like a pay per view fight, so, Rob. Like we're like ESPN was like Colorado, Colorado State. Y'all are not kicking off. Hold, hold, tight. hold it. Then they did, and they put on ESPN so, News for a bit. Okay, so. I thought after Heidi, and for those of you know what I'm talking about, um, the Heidi rule has been part of the college. What's the Heidi rule? The Heidi rule happened back in the mid '70s. Uh, there was an Oakland Raider game playing on a 
evening, like a 3 o'clock kick on the uh, West Coast. The Raiders were up at 6 o'clock. NBC had scheduled to run the movie Heidi. Mm. <laughs> they didn't want to lose that audience, so they flip away from the game. What? Start to play Heidi, and the Raiders come back and win. And the whole country misses it. So they take enough abuse that the, the new standard for TV is you never cut away from a game. Ever. You can't. They won't. Contractually now obligated to stay. So we had to sit and watch that this timeout, run the clock, penalty, yada, yada, Florida-Tennessee right. game, because that's the standard. Right. I thought until on the very same day, A&M, who has a comfortable lead, there, there was no coming back. A&M, they just cut away. Wow. They, we're up 30 to nothing. They, I, yeah, they went different. to break, came back, the game was gone. They said, oh, if you want to watch the rest of this one, go to the app. They didn't. Even, they took it right off TV, and you know I get it. But the the wait uh, on Saturday was well worth it. As what a spectacular football game that had followed roughly thirty six hours of hype and coverage, the likes of which I had never I've seen. Never seen. Like uh, what was it? Fox and Game Day were there, both beside each other. They had both. <laughs> both Dude, of them this, were in the Rock is there screaming and yelling with shades on and. It was in, dude. Lil Wayne doing his own concert. Yeah, Lil Wayne had a concert. I'm like, what is going on? And then we got a game to match. Bedlam. The hype. Bedlam ensued. <laughs> uh, what, first of all, uh, let, let's hear from Dion postgame because there's so much to say just right. about the head coach before we even get to what was a spectacular game. You know, I could be petty if they petty, but I ain't I ain't got time for that, man. I'm I'm on to bigger things. Hey. Wow. I'm happy for the brother. I really am, man. I'm happy that they fought, that they played a good game. I'm happy he's a head coach. I'm happy for any brother that's doing it and successful, man. I, I truly am. I don't I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I have to respond because you know, it's my mama taught me that. You know, you just ain't gonna take me and I'm gonna sit back and ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> he, he did you spoke. see his mom came in the room and cursed? Dion don't even curse. Did you see that? She's like, kick that. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Mama Sanders, your son don't even curse. Well, she had been called into question by how she raised her young did man. Did you order any shades yet? My my blender shades? Yeah, did you order your blenders? Well, Dion was giving enough of them away <laughs> over the weekend to make everybody a blenders fashion uh, spokesperson. In, what an influencer. Right. Um you know, he has points in those glasses. He's making money off those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 look, let's talk about this game. First of all, nitpick on the nitpick side. Well, it's a great story. It's a great, great, great story. But again, we'll go, we're going to find out a lot. We're going to find out really how far away mm-hmm. or not, or, or how close they are this Saturday when they have to travel to Eugene to play Oregon, who is known for putting up tons and tons of points. Because again, in the trenches and even protecting Shador on the offensive line side, like they they couldn't contain the Colorado State DNs. What was that guy's name uh, who lived in the backfield? Dude, that, they end up getting ejected for that hit. Riddick, the right. uh, former GM, could not say enough about Kareem, whatever his name yeah, was. And he lived in the backfield. And he not did. only that, and so I think you know that game, Colorado State. There's a couple guys, a receiver, number fourteen. Uh, the the coverage on him was so bad. I don't know if he can play or not. But he's fast. He and the quarter, the quarterback has a lot of confidence. Great game. What's what do you what's your take on Shador? I don't know what to think. I don't want to be caught up in the moment. He's an I, NFL talent. You sure? Yeah. Yes. No. No. No question. And I think so, some of it is 
This guy has been coached by the finest since he was five. <laughs> yes, so, so he doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. First of all, I mean that's just he ingrained his first in him. Pick this season, yeah. Uh, I think he's raw. I think that there's some things that you know. I think he takes too many bad sacks. Too I, many bad sacks. I'm like Shador. Throw. You got to learn to throw the ball away. But that 90 yard drive, 98. Not what that, that yeah, minute 47 one timeout. He said, "I just was thinking about going Brady mode." Um, that sold me. Now first round, second round, third. I don't know, but he's a, he's an NFL quarterback. Now the thing that I could tell he's been working with Tom is te- he the thing right out of Tom Brady's playbook is just take what's there. Mm-hmm. Like, cause a lot of times it was a lot of dinking and dunking. But if you watch Tom, his last what five years, Tom would just take what was there. He wasn't throwing the ball late over the middle, none of that stuff. But he just like you know, like you said, Rob makes great decisions. Now they're gonna be without Travis Hunter for about three weeks. <laughs> That's losing two starters. Yeah, that, you losing two. <laughs> damn, Rob. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Two shade of that. <laughs> you lose. You lose Travis Hunter for two, three weeks, but. How that kid not, is? Or can the NCAA? I don't know the rules. Can they come back and suspend him now? It's as dirty a play as I've seen in in college football. It was I, he ran up and just punched him in the gut. <laughs> like, See, I thought he was... just got the wind knocked out of him. But then now I'm talking about a couple of weeks. I'm like, did the kid rupture his spleen? What happened? It's bad. But Travis is a little guy. He is, and I think that the rest is well deserved, whether it was inflicted. Yeah, or he not. needs it. <laughs> but my gosh, that was a, that, and that guy got his karma. Touchdown scored on him. Right. What it was fun. We needed that Saturday because it was a it was a low key Saturday, so we needed that. I uh, couldn't have been more excited for everything that we saw. I'm but talking about a, from twelve a twelve p.m. until one a.m. Uh, literally twelve hours of Colorado. But you brought it up. They got to go to Eugene. It's Edmund. about to get ugly. But he, you know, Dion did it right. He had the blowout party before yeah. he had to go through the gauntlet. <laughs> so we're gonna forget about the fact that when they when they lose their next two, right? But uh, these first couple weeks, the game has changed. Texas fan, we're gonna talk about what we saw this weekend. Yours and Sark almost have everybody believing that this is a new Texas. Right? Are they? We're gonna talk about that. And uh, Jimbo bought some breathing room, but Auburn's the the measuring stick. Let's not forget about it. Uh, Todd Archer is uh imminent imminent i like when you say that i do like that and we like it when todd archer is coming we're going to talk with him about the dallas cowboys just after seven o'clock what'd you watch this weekend we're going to talk uh numbers and look around the rest of the sporting world as my favorite f1 driver finally won Hmm. i know no one cares but i just wanted to bring that up okay full sporting weekend we'll uh get it covered am i taking this to the top no No, you'll break no we'll break oh you'll break you sure yeah you sure edwin 100% 100% sure. Demonstrative, he is being very demonstrative, and I want him to continue doing that. This is r and <laughs> We'll be right back with more sporting news here on uh, 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock. Today, of course, we're all over the Cowboys-Jets game and the rest of the NFL weekend. We'll talk college football with UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer as he joins us every Monday at 515. Today is certainly no different. Rob, you feeling better about your Aggies now? Yeah, you beat a JV team. Dance home. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Yeah, we went into the college football weekend kind of like... You missed the over. It was only 50. Yeah, it was only over. I had them 53. 53. I needed... Well, they were 53 and a half, actually. I needed 54. Uh, They got 50 at the uh, score. Yeah, Aggies, they look good. Yeah. Against Ulam. 
You got, you got Auburn this week. We'll see what's up. A nice little measuring stick. There's still lots and lots of questions, but we're fine. And I think Texas – see, A&M, it was over early. That game wasn't going to be tough. We knew it. Uh, it didn't answer a lot of questions. It was a home game against U- ULM. Texas, same thing, kind of. Wyoming coming in, a team that, you know, you didn't Dude, really expect. Ho- I, I, but again, it's tough. Like, I, I get it. But they – You second, can turn it on when you want. And they did. The old Texas wouldn't have done that. Right. They'd have won, but it had been ugly, and everybody would have went home and said, well, yeah, we give them an excuse because it was, you know, a week after Bama. But they, the second half was an exhibition of what that offense can look like. And right. that's all you needed. Uh, before we go to break, Todd Archer's coming. We're talking Dallas Cowboys with ESPN.com's very best. Um, I'd like to give game ball to uh, Travis Kelsey. Not only did he go to Jacksonville and win a football game, come back from injury, but he arrived in Jacksonville via private jet with uh, Taylor Swift. That's crazy, dude. It's like an episode of Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cra- That's crazy. Dude says, oh, I was trying to give her a bracelet because I'm a Swifty, but I didn't get to meet her. I'm disappointed. And next thing you know, they're hopping off of jets together. I'm like, okay. I see you. I'm uh, very impressed. I that I, it just The fact that, what was it, about a month ago, we were joking about him trying to get in through DMs and trying to get his, like, there was something to do with the friendship bracelets and he yeah. put his phone number on. But you know what's weird though, Rob? I don't. I know she's a grown woman now, but I don't look at Taylor as a hottie because I still see her as a kid. Uh, that's like, I don't. Exactly, I don't. Exactly, I don't Rudy. look at. I, I'm not like. I'm not like. Oh my God, Taylor! Like I don't look at Taylor, and I, it's the same with Selena Gomez, Zendaya. Like I know mm-hmm. people are like. Oh my God, they're so. I can't do it. I don't see him like that. I, see him, I, mean, I have a 27 year old daughter. Maybe that. Has well, something in to my it. day, uh, the 27 year old daughter was probably that was the. Uh, the crazy, crazy chick. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. That's oh, an Brittany. unfortunate thing to say. Brittany. Uh, You're talking about Brittany Spears? Yeah. yeah. See, Brittany, this entire, she still is like a, she's too, she was young back so then. So you couldn't so get I into her. Yeah, I don't her. get it. She's not a sex symbol, never has been no, in my mind. Agreed. Um, we got Todd Archer, not a sex symbol either. ESPN NFL been. insider. Uh, but he is an ESPN NFL insider. Todd Archer next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. With a left hand slam. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're glad you're with us. Get on our YouTube feed. Check us out live because if you are... Uh, you get a chance to uh, listen to Todd Archer of ESPN.com. Welcome aboard, sir. We're glad you're here. On a, Guys, or, how we doing? Outstanding. Fantastic. So Let's, let's talk Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding, Todd. I'm kidding. Wait a minute. You guys were awake that late? Wow. Heck yeah. Guys, so were you, were Todd. Were you a little bit tired Sunday? <laughs> ah, a little bit. A little bit. It, it was, uh, it's all things Dion, right? I it, guess so. Man, hey, oh, man. You should have heard the Heisman now, I guess, right? I, yeah. I, I vote, I'll vote for him today. Uh, but that will change probably next week. Todd, as we get into 30, 
to the numbers, 30 to 10. It was a convincing win, no doubt. Uh, certainly the theme of the day will be the five field goals and red zone, uh, efficiency. Uh, let's, let's, let's look at the broad thing. Uh, takeaways from the game, the offense that you saw, its implementation, Dax Knight, uh, everything, uh, kind of wrapped up into what to- only Todd Archer can tell us. Yeah, I, I think this is the offensive identity. They want to play to their strength, play to their defense. Two straight games, they've not turned it over. Two straight games, Dak without a pick. That's something he didn't do a year ago. Didn't, he didn't appreciate me asking that question after the game. <laughs> I um, heard, I heard that time. <laughs> and, and, and look, the, you know, the, the the red zone stuff. Yeah, that that's a concern. But honestly, maybe on a couple of those trips, I think McCarthy was like, you know what, we got points. They're not going to score anything on us. Let's just be conservative here. We don't need to kind of force the ball into the end zone. I, I think McCarthy has done a good job of of managing the game and understanding what is going to how he needs to play and call plays to win that game in specific. And again, it was a little bit like week one. Just don't give it away. Don't give any freebies up to the other team, and you're going to win this thing pretty easily. Todd, so in your estimation, I mean, it seemed like it was a McCarthy thing. Like, it seemed like on fourth and short they were going. So was that a Kellen thing? Because I thought it was a couple times yesterday where last season, or the last couple of seasons, they would have gone for it, especially down there in the red zone. I think it was like fourth and two, fourth and short a couple of times where they just elected to take the three. So was that Kellen? No, I, I think it's uh, McCarthy had control. Shoot, we got to say he was controlling something. If he right, wasn't calling right. the plays, he was definitely managing the game. So, no, I think his aggressiveness is – uh, you know, he he wants to go for it, but I think part of it is, and he, he talked a little bit after the game about it, he wants to give his young kicker opportunities, especially oh. early in the season, to build some confidence for the guy. And, you know, he made made five kicks yesterday. Um, you know, so I, I think that was more of it than anything like, well, Kellen was more aggressive on fourth down versus McCarthy. I think McCarthy's an aggressive fourth down guy, but I think in a game like this, he just wanted to give his young kicker opportunities. Uh, Todd Archer joining us via the Buyer's Barricade guest lines as he stops by every week of ESPN.com. Uh, was there an, a concerted attempt to use the tight ends in, in a lot of different ways, or is that just what the Jets gave them? I think that's kind of what the Jets gave them a little bit, although i got to be honest, there was a, a drive in the second quarter where the Cowboys ran eight straight plays without a tight end on the field. Oh, wow. Um, but if, if you go to the if you go to the – opener right what were we talking about hey those tight ends block pretty well but geez they had a lot of drops and now they catch two touchdown passes granted four and one yards not huge plays they almost had another touchdown when they gave Hendershot a carry uh at, at the goal line um but I, I you know you look at McCarthy and you look at what this offense it's not the Jason Witten tight end offense right but he's wanted to use tight ends a, for a long time in his career when he was in Green Bay and and certainly here Dalton Schultz got a lot of work so he believes the tight ends can be a, can be a weapon, and I think he likes this young group. Um, you know, I think Jake Ferguson's getting better. I think the one guy that probably should play more is Schoonmaker, their, their second round tight end. But they they like that room and what those guys can do because they're kind of similar, but can do different things in how they move around. Dak was talking about his footwork post game, as far as you know, being in sync with the offense and the offensive line. What is your what's your takeaway from the offensive line through two games, Todd? You have to like what you've seen, right? I mean, yes. you know, he was sacked, what, once yesterday? Um, and, and you look at the run game, you can say, well, they only averaged three yards a carry. They ran it 44 times. So the offensive line has to be doing something right. And you factor in that Tyler Smith has not played the first two games. They've had Chuma Adoga, who, who left in the first half, 
replaced by an undrafted rookie, TJ Bass. Right. Um, they, they've not shied away from their offensive line. And we've seen with the Cowboys in, in recent past, maybe under Jason Garrett, where if they didn't have their five guys, they would struggle. Um, they're, they're still being aggressive with what they want to do offensively, and they're still calling the run game. Zach Martin went out late in the game. His ankle, he said, was fine. He's good. Afterwards, okay. he went back in for the victory formation stuff at the end. So, but we'll be interesting to see how he is today and how they monitor him. But I think he has to give a plus grade, especially against a, a Jets front that is one of the better ones in the league. Todd Archer of ESPN.com joining us as we look back at the Cowboy game. Uh, several things to take away from Dak Prescott's performance. First one, it was the best start of his NFL career. Was it 12 consecutive completed passes? Something, something nuts. 13, yeah. 13 consecutive passes. Certainly, this is manufactured in this uh, Mike McCarthy offense. How much are we not seeing without Brandon Cooks? That you know, and not only no Brandon Cooks, but it was the CD Lamb show, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Targets eleven catches, hundred and forty-three yards. You know, the next highest target was Tony Pollard, a running back who had eight targets. So they they call this a vision defense that they go against. So it's hey, it's get it out quick. And you know you're going to have to throw a lot of checkdowns at Pollard. And you know with CD, he's going to win for you or for you early. And he wasn't matched up on Sauce Gardner much. But that that's not like the Cowboys were avoiding him. That's just how they use CD Lamb. They move him around and do some different things. Um, you know, the, the, the pass game without Cooks, you lose a little explosion. But I don't think his absence with this knee thing will be long. I, I bet you he's back this week against Arizona. Todd, I... <sighs> You know, when the schedule comes out and you, you see all the moves that Arizona made, you're like, okay, they, they're, they're going to get rid of Kyler Murray. They're going to try to go get Caleb Williams. But I just chalked that up as a win. But, you know, versus the commanders and the Giants, Arizona didn't look that bad. Well, you know, I mean, it's going to be a home game for the Cowboys. You know how this goes when they go to Arizona. But <laughs> I see this game playing out coming into next week. Yeah, and, and weird things happen for the Cowboys when they play out in Arizona a lot of times. I remember way back in the day, I forget, the, they lost a game on a blocked punt in overtime, maybe. I remember like, that. Yeah, Matt yeah, yeah. Breyer broke his foot. Romo might have hurt his finger in that game, too. So, um, you know, we're already penciling the W, right? I, mean, I did. Yeah. I did until I watched them play. I was like, well, they're a little bit better than I thought. Oh, but that's, come on But now. it's 3-0. They're yeah. probably a little bit better than you thought. But this is still has to be a W. <laughs> like Micah Parsons versus Josh Dobbs. I mean, let's Yeah. Uh, and we didn't even bring up the defense, Todd. I mean, I, I, it's almost Groundhog Day. Like, at this point, we just expect them to go out there and dominate. Right. You take, you know, I hate when you do this, but like Aaron Wilson, or Aaron Wilson, Garrett Wilson's 68-yard catch. You take away that one, the, the Jets average three yards per play. Mm. Like, you know, they, they mm. were just, again, dominant. In the second half, you had the four takeaways, three interceptions, and, the, and Micah's forced fumble. And, you know, the, the first play of the game to Marcus Lawrence, a tackle for loss. Uh, Parsons ends the first drive with a sack. He gets another sack in the, in the second half. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say about this defense other than people are going to say, well, the Giants aren't good offensively. The right. Jets didn't have Aaron Rodgers, and now they're going against Aaron Dobbs. You, 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 th- this is the, the, the high wire that these guys live on. You know, as soon as Dak throws a pick, everybody's going to be on him. As soon as the defense gives up two touchdowns in the right. game, everybody's going to say, see, they're overrated. Um, you can only play who's in front of you and who's on the schedule and who's playing. Right now, I don't know how anybody can say the Cowboys, the numbers might tell me something might be different. I haven't looked at everybody, but 
You can't tell me the Cowboys haven't been the most suffocating defense through the first few games of the season. Mm. He is Todd Archer of ESPN.com. Go there right now. It's got a great article. Jerry talking about minority ownership in the NFL. Great stuff, Todd. Thanks for stopping by this week. We'll see you next Friday. Or next Sounds to Monday. Thanks, me. Take care, Todd Appreciate Archer. You, Todd. Stopping by for his uh, regular. If you missed any of that, you'll go to sasportstar.com to get it all caught up. We got more NFL talk. The gumbo, she is warm, and the okra is coming. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I'm- Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinigle here. Coming up later on the Blitz, what a football weekend it was. We're going to react to that Cowboys-Jets game. Clarence Hill will join us at 545, and we'll talk some UTSA football with the head coach of the Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer, who joins us every Monday at 515. Hey, Rudy, how you feeling about those Bears today? <laughs> yeah. So is this going to be every week? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something, Joe. I know my team, okay? ESPN was hyping up the Bears because they have ESPN Chicago. They have a vested interest in the city of Chicago. They have a big audience from there. So they were hyping up Jesse. He's got to take a leap, and they got DJ Moore, and this is a new offensive line in the draft. I knew they were going to be terrible. I've told y'all they were going to be terrible, and I told y'all they shouldn't have traded that first overall pick, and they should have brought in a quarterback and made him compete with Justin Fields because of what we're seeing from Justin Fields right now. He's not that guy. I've been telling people I don't believe in him. I don't believe in him. I've been saying this. So this 0-2 start, them losing to the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the way they did, I ain't shocked. I saw it coming. And you know what? I'm ready to get in line with Arizona Cardinals and tank for Caleb. Because Caleb daddy said he don't want to do Arizona. They'll stay in school. You like Chicago? Chicago's great in the summer, Caleb. I we don't got know a job. What's worse right we, now, yeah, we man. got a job waiting for you, bro. I knew the Bears were gonna suck. I ain't this ain't no shock to me, Joe. So keep oh, asking. I'll keep oh. telling you. It, yeah, when you watch Red Zone dude, and you that, see no Bear highlight, like all, and then dude. it's like late fourth quarter and they flash the first highlight. Justin Field got a touchdown and, and running. Yeah, and, well, they showed a DJ Moore catch. He oh, didn't get okay, a TD early, but he's wearing all. They're wearing all orange, and I thought it's fourth quarter. That's the first time I've seen a picture of. Right, there's a clip where literally three wide receivers are running wide open and Justin Fields is scared out of his mind and doesn't pull the trigger and takes an awful sack. It's bad. He got a long way to go, and and and, and so does Chicago so, as a whole. So, so. Chicago's 0-2. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati's 0-2. It's not like they're not unaccustomed to it. Uh, I think Burrow's now 1-7 in, uh, in opening games uh, in his career. He spoke yesterday to the stumbling start. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Uh, he's he's around here. The calf we guy. Got the guy with the bad calf. That guy? Yeah, the guy with the bad calf. Joe Cool? That needs two weeks off. 0-4. Oh 0-2. Oh well, I mean, 0-2. Oh yeah. uh, Burrow and Herbert, uh, the future of the league, are 0-4. Oh yeah, how about that? Those two guys get $400 million between them, and they start the season 0-4, oh and, and then let's see what Burrow said about his money and his calf and his team. <laughs> uh, well, when when your quarterback misses camp, it's it's tough to it's tough to start fast. Uh it's uh, it's not an ideal situation. That's it. So a couple things there. Did you just talk about yourself in the third person? You did, didn't you? Well, kinda. He said when the quarterback was that you, third when person. Your quarterback misses camp. Aren't you the quarterback? Is that third person? Okay. Or is that fourth? Are you? Does Does Cincinnati have any reason to be worried? I think they do. Well, what is his record to start the one season? One and seven. See, so this isn't new for them. Yeah. The the pro- this is the problem that they're in now. The fact that they were so scared to start the season 0-2, they brought Joe back too soon from the calf, and now you can't sit him 
because you're 0-2. You probably should have let him rest these these first couple of weeks. If you were going to run him out there and go 0-2, you might as well have rested him and gone 0-2. <laughs> Because now he re-aggravated it. Doc Garrett has told us time and time again, calves are tricky. Because, see, again, Joe looked fine. Then all of a sudden you take one weird step and the calf is hurting. Now you got a massage ball on the side of, on the sideline. And so, hey, this is normal for him. They He always starts slow. But this is different, Rob. Cincinnati might be in trouble. I, I think if I'm Cincy, I'm, I'm worried. Because uh, you can't sit him now because you end up 0-4. And one more missed game from somebody else, that team really gets in trouble. 64% of teams that start 2-0 on uh, go to the playoffs. Hmm. They're 0-2. I mean, that doesn't, they've been there before. They've been there before. They started last, I mean, they keep in mind, they lost to Cooper Rush last year. So, well, they start off slow. Uh, what was more impressive yesterday? The, uh, the giant comeback against the Cardinals, <laughs> who would have happily just given them the game, or the Bills comeback? And win. What, the way they bounce back? The way back? they bounce back from last week. Ooh, I'm going to say the Bills because, I I mean. Oh, they got 38 last night? They got yesterday? 38. Uh-huh. They got 38. And then with all the, the hoopla surrounding them this past week and everybody talking about, oh, man, Josh Allen might not be the guy. Why doesn't he get the criticism that Dak gets? And then he comes out goes 274, three TDs, no INTs. I, th- I thought that was highly impressive of the Bills. Again, I'm not going to give the Giants credit for beating the Car- Cardinals than they were supposed to. I-, I know it was a comeback or whatever, but you shouldn't even be in that situation considering you're a-, a team that won a playoff game last year and the Arizona Cardinals are openly tanking. So Openly. No, openly. Like, ain't no, no doubt about it. But probably the most impressive is the Chiefs holding Sunshine to nine points at home. Okay, so let's look at impressive. So you had... The Chiefs going down to Jacksonville. I did not expect their a offense defensive still wasn't attack. there, but nine at in in Sunshine's house. That's impressive. That was a well played football game, Kansas City. You needed that, and and Chris Jones, uh, you probably should have held out one more week because maybe you can redo your contract because Doug Peterson had no answer for Chris Jones. It was like he put together a game plan, not yeah. expecting Jones to play. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, the uh, San Francisco. I'm 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 talking about top of the NFL right now. San Francisco, what did you think? Cuz you know what? Uh, I, I I thought that was impressive because the Rams are better than I thought. That offense is crisp. The the Rams mm-hmm. are be- the Rams are a little bit better than I thought. And the other one of my other takeaways is Rob, it's crazy what happens when you take picks high. You do dra- these high draft picks for quarterbacks because Gardner Minshew looked like he probably should have won that job. You think so? He looked good. He he is. Good, he, I look. I know. I look. I'm not saying that Garner Minshew is the uh, the answer for the future. Yeah. But right now, today, he's a better option than Anthony Richardson. I, I'll give you that. Um, Made that clear. 19 to 23, a buck 71, one TD, 90 90 QBR, 112 rating. He probably should have won the job. But I know what happens when you take a guy that high. You want him out there. Well, you won't be seeing him for a couple of weeks. With the you think he's gonna stay in concussion protocol? Oh, why bring him back, man? I mean, Minshew but, was acceptable. And so poor like, Richardson's getting the snot beat out of him, and he was impressive, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a he's a unit. But that's that was too much. Good for him. Uh, the, uh, obviously, the Cowboys, which we'll address. The uh, the Cowboys are probably the, if you doing if I was doing the power rankings today, Cowboys would be at one. I think they are, and I'm trying to find the other one. Miami uh, moving the football, man. Yeah, uh, they are. They got another win. I mean, it's it's tough to be undefeated against Bill Belichick. And uh, Belichick, there's something about that team I like. First of all, can we give some love for the jerseys? Can we play? Can we like wear those, those more yeah, like often, those. please? I like those a lot. That that well, um, what you think about your rival? 
The Commanders. That's the last question. The NFC East is 7-1 and one now, and the only defeat in the NFC East was brought on by, by us uh, and the Giants. So, again, the best conference in football? Slow down. <laughs> no, I, well, hold on. Let me I think about know. that. Oh. Well, now that Aaron Rodgers is down, yeah, right now, yes, Rob, yes. NFC East is the best division in football right now. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay saying that right now. Crazy to say, but 2 I'm okay with that. The Commanders, this... Uh, the enemy, let's give some flowers. Let's oh, give yeah. some flowers You're to right. Bien-Ami damn, damn, Rob. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Yes. Hand that man some flowers. Get that man a job. I, I'm, it, the proof, there's not a lot there. I mean, <laughs> Scary Terry, yes, Brian yeah. Robinson playing, but this is about a young quarterback who's doing some Mahomes-esque kind of stuff. Whoa. I'm just saying. Whoa there, Cowboy. He is doing some things. And making that offense very Kansas City-esque. And we always thought Mahomes is this very special cat, and he is. Right. But Bienemy, look at what he's doing with rookie or second year. Second year. Yeah, he's second year. I'm second year. Okay. Okay. Not, it's not extraordinary. I'm not saying that they are. For now, I'm okay. Well, they beat the who they beat. They beat the Cardinals and then they beat Denver. Nothing extraordinary. And by the, by the way, uh, look for Denver to win three straight games. Just so I'm gonna throw that out there. I don't know about that. I think that, that La- Russell for at least a minute and a half looked as good as he has looked in three years. Hmm. Now I'm gonna take it before we move on from that. I'm gonna yeah, take yeah. it kind of like. You know, uh, when you're getting out of a shooting street for a basketball and all for a basketball player, all you need to do is see the ball go in. Yeah. I just need to feel what it felt like to leave my hands and watch it go through the net. And I think Russell yesterday saw it go through the net. Well, they got Miami and Miami next. I, I'm <laughs> telling you. Then they got Chicago and the Jets. Maybe well, one they get one. those. Yeah, yeah. We have one, they <laughs> one may go one. two and one. Now, there's a guy by the name of David Canales. He was a quarterback coach for Geno Smith last year. He is now the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. Has he resurrected Baker Mayfield? Oh. Or is it just two, is it just Chicago and Minnesota? Because they beat Minnesota, then they beat Chicago. But Baker did throw his first 300-yard passing game since 2021. So has David Canales – I mean, he, he unlocked the code on Geno Smith last year as his QB coach, and now Tampa's 2-0. I love Baker Mayfield. I know you do. I remember when I first started over here, and you had a weird love affair with I, him. I, I was like, what's going do. on? But I think over the and don't take this the wrong way. Okay, I'm listening. Baker Mayfield's a cockroach. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed One, to be? One, you can't kill him. Okay. And two, he functions better with no light on him. There is no light. No light on no him. No light. No light at all. So I, I love him, but uh, as soon as the light comes on, that cockroach is going to turn into Baker Mayfield yet again, I'm, I'm afraid. Hey, this is R&R in the morning, and what we do is talk Dallas Cowboys. We got all the sound you need off what was a resounding defeat. Mike McCarthy talks Steedy Lamb and avoiding sauce. That's just one of the many questions we asked, and he answered in-game. We'll talk about the Cowboys next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. I am washed clean. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. 
snap to Wilson. Parsons coming up the middle, flushed him out, running right, throws on the run, intercepted, flag is down. Curse has it at the 45, curse to the 30, curse to the 25, curse to the 20, and Dwayne Brown throws him down in about the 15. Brad Sham on the call yesterday. Jaron, uh, first interception of the year, played hurt, got an interception, and safety played a role in the second half. Yeah, will you get an interception easier than that? No, I know. Uh, I was like, it looked like he was throwing it to Curse. I'm like, what the heck was that, Zach? <laughs> this is R&R. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy E taking us on. It's cowboy time. Um, Todd Archer will be here later in the show. Little I was like, uh, they won. And the NFL, it is so hard to win football games. Like, you don't ever apologize for winning. But trust me, and Mike McCarthy spoke to it about the red zone. You got to clean that up. And then we're nitpicking at this point, but five field goals is unacceptable, especially when you have four turn, when you create four turnovers. I blame, as we should, uh, the play caller. Uh, this is, uh, this is McCarthy talking about the lack of success in the red zone. Well, I was play caller was horse shit. You know, he's got to pick it up. So, he's got to I mean, pick it up. I was, I, was, I was really proud of the offensive line just with all the changes and so forth. And, yeah, I, I get it. You know, first and goal on a six-yard line. And, you know, the first call, uh, they actually lined up, you know, I, I think the, the way with, with Hunter being new and so forth. So there, there was definitely an, an alignment that was you know, we weren't expecting. So, uh, but, yeah, we, we definitely want to punch those in. Uh, McCarthy talking about his inefficiency scoring touchdowns, though perfect efficiency uh, as far as getting points. Five field goals, thirty to ten. They are now what is the uh, what's the sum total now? Sixty to ten. What's the uh, seventy? Seventy ten. Um, Three hundred eighty-two yards of total offense. Two hundred forty-eight yards in the air. One hundred thirty-four on the ground. Uh, you know what else I took from that? You know, because, again, once it gets out of hand and you kind of see the game's over, I like Dowdle running downhill. Man, he runs hard, yeah, doesn't I, he? he runs hard downhill. I like what I saw, the, the, the what little bit I saw from him. But, you know, sticking with Brandon Aubrey, you know, and you heard Archer say that, like, hey, you know, he wants to get his young kicker some work. And you and I, you know, R.J. Ochoa was losing his mind over the kicking thing, and a lot of people were losing their minds. And I, it's, it, it's clear now that, it was just a slow training camp. Mm-hmm. I was never worried about it. Like at some point, you figure it out. So you know. So props to Aubrey, but running the ball more than you threw it. Forty-four runs to thirty-eight passes, and it is willful running. In that we know you're about to run the football. I yeah. I think after a game and a half, we kind of get the sense that McCarthy is not going to risk anything. This is going to be by the book kind of football. We're not going to push anything too far unless you're going to open the door for it. We're going to take what you give us, and we are not going to make mistakes. I think that's primary in this season. Yeah. The mantra is, we ain't giving the ball up. We'd rather punt. <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, Or kick a field goal. Yeah, well, yes. you know, Even on the fourth and twos down there, and then I was like, oh, because you know, last year McCarthy was going for it on fourth, it seemed like every damn time, like Army – and UTSA, we'll be talking to Jeff Trailer a little <laughs> over an hour about that game and about going to Tennessee. But, you know, it's like, wow, they kicked the field goal. There was an adjustment. And you know, Jason Minix, I'm sure, will give you some insight. He was at the game, and we were, you know, our group text going on. And we all saw it that in that first half, first quarter specifically, that the pass rush was in the backfield in about a second and a half. They were collapsing right. that pocket. But, you know, Zach. 
followed the NFL quarterback rule book. You step into the pocket, and he was running. There was room. Yeah, he had a couple big runs, and then Dan Quinn, as you pointed out during one of the breaks, made the adjustment, and that was it. Just spy the quarterback, which you know the film is going to be. You've got two seconds as, as a quarterback with this Cowboy pass rush. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And it, the longer you wait, the the edges are disappearing. So if you're going to get one in the flat, you better do it fast because that back, you're going to have the uh, left tackle or right tackle, depending on where Micah is, his butt in your face because he's backing up <laughs> as fast as he can to get him get to stay in front of Micah. You just don't have a lot of time. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I mean, and they, he's done a fantastic job. He's going to be making $40 million a year here pretty soon. So, is what it is. Six touches for the gadget back. That felt forced. Wow. It did. It okay. felt forced. I, I would have kept Dowdle. Oh, got you. In the, I mean, I have no problem with him out there. It's a, it's RP, Dowdle was it's a an, far. It's an RPP, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dowdle was a far more effective back. Well, Deuce was averaging 5.3 a carry. No, I like what, what Deuce did. I did. Three uh, carries, 16 yards. That's about 5.3 a carry. It felt like, okay, we got a nice lead. Let's play with this. And that that's fine. So you just like, yo, let's just give the ball to Dallas. He's second string for Dude, a he's one, he's one hezzy away from a touchdown every time he touches him. Right. I mean, so I get it. But Dowdle, between the tackles, ran with a violence that they are looking for. A, a, enough. And they went and got Ronald Jones to do the same thing. I think Ronald Jones lost his job to my, when he gets back. Yeah, yeah, Last yeah, night. yeah. That, that's a wrap. That's yeah, a wrap. It's over because Dowdle is a violent runner. Right now, Dak haters, I, I got some. I got a little piece of cake for you. Not a big piece. I'll give you a small piece. We don't got much cake left, but a small piece for the Dak haters. No turnovers, but he should have thrown a pick. If if if, if Sauce had <laughs> if Sauce didn't have so much sauce on his hands, it's a pick six. He threw. He tried to throw a pick six when he's guarding CD now. Here, yeah, is this right here? Well, I don't know where it is, but Dak talked about protecting the ball. What about the year before that? Or the year before that? Ooh. Or the year before that? Well, yeah. uh, you know, last year is last year. Um, wow. And well, sir. I've left. And, you know, the interceptions, all that, it's. Yes. I guess when you lead the league, it'll never go away. Um, but as I stated last year, uh, every one of them has their, has their, their story. Um, but that's not where my mind is. It's not something I think about. Um, just being candid. Uh, I really don't care about the questions about him at this point. Ooh, Dak Prescott. Uh, hey, Archer. Game. Hey, that was Archer. That's uh. He said, "What about the year before that? What, what about, about the year, year before, before that? that? Or the year before that?" <laughs> and you know what's funny? Him saying each of them has a story is translation. All of those wasn't my fault, right? <laughs> you almost threw a pick six yesterday, Dak. Don't be feeling yourself too much now. So on Friday. We have Mike McCarthy on regularly, brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. Don't miss it. Yes, we do. Um, you brought it up. Like when you're when you're planning when you're planning for your offense, we know one thing's for sure. That Sauce Gardner is the best in the business. That there's nobody playing in the NFL better. Will you intentionally avoid it? And McCarthy tap danced. Well, I mean, we really look at it from our from our side of it. You know, I mean if you you, you go back to training camp and even last year. We've been moving CD around, you know, and we were, wow, you know, with Brandon's uh, injury and, and not playing today, we were expecting, you know, some some more double uh, cover one double CD because he's been seeing that of late. Um, so, yeah, moving him around is is frankly just part of our offense. Uh huh. So this is the thing. This first of all, kudos to Mike McCarthy and Bar- Brian Schottenheimer for saying what we're gonna do is CD. If Sauce is in front of you, we're sending you in motion because he doesn't travel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't travel. So that's knowing the team that you're playing. Now, 
This is the thing. Now, if I ask Revis Island, Champ Bailey, Patrick Peterson, Deion Sanders, Daryl Green, Trayvon Diggs, how do you feel about the DB that doesn't travel? Because Richard Sherman, remember Richard Sherman and Daryl Revis had a beef Mm -hmm. going back. And Daryl Revis was like, dude, you're a zone DB. Don't ever talk to me. So if we're going to put Sauce in this shutdown corner lane, I know he's just doing playing the scheme that his defensive coordinator and Robert Sala has him in. But if you're going to be ever known as a lockdown corner, like even if that's your scheme, and I and I see, see okay, once CD gets to six catches, if I'm Robert Sala, Sauce, you're going with him. I'm not going to let you go for 11 for a buck 43. I ha- How do you just stay that? Clearly they kept moving him away from Sauce, which is mm-hmm. genius on McCarthy's part. But if you're solid in the defensive coordinator, at what point do you say, okay, enough's enough? After six catches, seven, eight, you let him get 11 for a buck 43? It's unexcusable as a coach to not make that adjustment, even if it's in-game, even if it goes away from the game plan. Here's my trouble with, with, with what you're saying. And I agree with it if I have Aaron Rodgers. You know what, if I have the ability to just throw darts all the time or, you know, Right. I think that the problem with Sauce is when you're facing all these different weapons, where do I put him? Well, see, the thing what is, there was, there was, the thing is, there was no cook, so there's no reason for him not to travel with CD. I agree with that, but if I have Sauce and I can go, I'm going to put him on the right side and never worry about the right side again. And if they motion away, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? If they motion away, that's fine, but I don't have to worry about the right side of the all field. Right, you know what I mean? Right, Unless, right. of course, I'm playing Aaron Rodgers and that guy's going to throw darts on either side of the field, then maybe I have him travel with a guy. Well, the thing is, they, the Cowboys probably still win the game. Yeah. The I, Cowboys still win the game, but, I mean, damn, 11. Now, Tony Deck did a great job getting the ball to Tony Pollard, too, taking what's given. Tony Pollard had seven receptions yesterday. He was, it was, I felt like there was a conscious attempt. We are going to feed Pollard and feed the tight ends. Yeah. That, that's game plan was whatever they saw in the Giants tape was running back and tight end. I I'm felt still that not way. sold on these tight ends. There's none of these guys still give me Dalton Schultz vibes. They're still missing Dalton. They're getting a lot of chances, though. We're, yeah, he, yeah. It's not like Jake had three catches, Schoolmaker had one. And the other guy, Hendershaw, I don't even know if he's going to end up playing this season. I don't know if he's that guy. Whatever, though. But I get it. I don't want to pay my tight end $11 million when I got to pay Micah and Dak and CD. So I can let, I can let you know, Schultz walk. But still, again, I think, you know, if, uh, we all know, Cowboy fan, you know, Aaron Rodgers plays that game. Y'all lose. So take the win. Be happy about it. Don't apologize for it. But uh, clearly, if you have to kick five field goals against Aaron Rodgers, you lose. Going in against the Cardinals next week. A team that going in no going to a home game first of all, Arizona is a home game for Dallas. At what point can Cowboy fans start to kind of step out there and go, yeah, we're the best team in the NFL? Beat San Francisco what week five? Week five? Is week that, six? When is it? That's when it's what it's going to take because San Francisco looks really good. Eagles look really good. That, so do the Cowboys. The Eagles are a running bruise you up football team. Yeah, week five. Week five, San Francisco. Then you follow up the Chargers, then the Rams, then the Eagles. Nice little stretch there. How do you like the offense as a whole? Because I still don't think we've seen it. I think we've seen about 60% of this offense. I like it. I like I like Dex. He's making quick decisions. Tony Pollard's running the ball really well. 
Dak's spreading the ball around. Um, they're able to run the ball. So I like what I've seen from the offense. Nick says, is Michael Gallup just not the player I thought he was? I, You know what's up? You know what, Nick? YouTuber? Everybody, you never know how a guy's going to be after an injury. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Like, you know, you. I figured he was going to have a bounce back season, but one catch, three yards. There's not a only, only two targets. Tolbert looked better than yeah, Tolbert, Tolbert looked better. better than Gallup. So, yeah. Number 13 is not going to be around much longer. <laughs> and at least, hey, at least Jerry set him up for generational wealth. Because, again, this is uh, week two, and uh, Cooks hasn't played a role at all. And True. Still, no. No Gallup. No Gallup. I mean, yeah, it, it's tough. And I think the offense is structured to where what Gallup does great is only going to come every now and again because he's the sideline deep high point that. ball guy. So there's only certain instances where I truly need to make sure that he's available. Uh, speaking of available, Zach Martin yesterday on Quinn and Williams. That was what'd you think? Oh my gosh, that touchdown right over the that that was man. You football. know, it's not oh. not a lot of not a lot of. Guards in the uh, world, I get can do what they do what Zach did with Quinnen. That, I, was, a, that I, was a masterful job by the by the entire line, but definitely the interior. Bringing it up gives me goosebumps, man. That was Hall of Famer on superstar, man on man, just football, and Zach drove him into the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that was spectacular, and I'm glad that the camera picked it up. That's I'm why glad that him. McCarthy did what he did. That was man on man. We're tougher than you. Bring your best guy. And Oklahoma drill kind of stuff. <laughs> Damn, and you went pun- old school. And, and punched it right in. Uh, we're going to continue talking Cowboys all day long. Todd Archer will be here a little bit after 9 o'clock. We've got Jeff Trailer coming uh, post-haste in the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, my goodness, it's already 8 o'clock? Yeah, it's already 8. Uh, let's start off talking some college football. Spectacular Saturday night. Texas, you're number three in the country. Hard to say, but you deserve it. And the rest I wonder of the- why they moved up. Because they, they proved they weren't t- just Texas anymore. Okay. And I think that might have been enough. It wasn't a huge weekend, but it was enough to genuinely start considering Alabama as just another SEC team. Can we say that? We'll try next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Monday edition. Get up, get moving. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, We have Jeff Trailer one hour from now. He will join us as we look forward to the orange on orange battle that's coming this week as UTSA catches a flight to a uh, landing in probably a very angry and hostile Knoxville, Tennessee, as Tennessee got whooped. By Florida over the weekend. I don't weekend. know what. Who is Florida? 
I don't know, but Billy Napier might have saved his job. <laughs> no kidding. But if I would have been a betting man, I would have known. They've beaten Tennessee 17 out of the last 19 times. There's- See, that's the type of stuff that you need to know when you go to BetUS.com. Like, those are the type of bets you jump all over, even though everything tells you Tennessee's better than Florida. Florida struggled. But they sometimes these numbers and these matchups, they're just weird. Maybe Tennessee just hates and can't play against orange and blue. Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, He'll join us in just a bit. The uh, AP Top 25 is out. Texas fan, you are number three, baby, with a bullet. (sighs) As uh, you take care of business, rise one spot in the poll. This is the first time in eight years that Alabama has not been in the top ten. They have fallen uh, to thirteen. Georgia and Michigan, in my mind, are the two best teams I've seen uh, this season. Georgia struggled a little bit, kind of, sort of. Yeah, but I mean, South Carolina's better than the, South Carolina's a good football team. Okay, I I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't want to take away too much. Um, Georgia, I think, just rolled in and took care of a good football team. Right. I mean, uh, the, North Carolina took care of. of uh, it was a good SEC football game. Georgia, they ain't. Head and shoulders like they were last year better. But they're, the, they're right there. Michigan, both sides of the football, I'll tell you, the best offense in the country. Against who they've played. I mean, play in front of you. I get all that, but I their schedule's been – Oh, Texas. I thought you were going to say Michigan. No, I think Quinn Ewers is – he isn't going to win the Heisman. He's not. He should. He should be in consideration. But you never know. It depends on what they go. They go undefeated. He got he got a I chance. Think, He'll I, be in New York at I, least. I think Sark will make sure he has the numbers to be considered. But as much as Dak Prescott is going to continue to get get credit for not turning the ball over and looking very functional in the offense, yours the is doing that, or the year before that. <laughs> yours is doing the same thing. He is. He is. But you know, so Colorado saved us this week, Rob. But as I look next week, you got Florida State, Clemson. Next week we begin. Yeah, you got Oregon, Colorado, UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, and Bama, A and M and Auburn, UTSA and Tennessee. Like we get rolling next week. Washington State and Oregon State, which the Pac twelve looks better than what we thought. LSU and Arkansas, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Iowa and Penn State, which is a top twenty five matchup. And we gotta stop sleeping on the quarterback in Washington. Penix. Penix can play. Hey, he's balling too. You talk about you talk about early Heisman because nobody watches him, nobody knows. But if it's not Caleb right now, it's Penix. If it's not Penix, maybe it's Shador. I mean, they put up 56, 43, it's and forty one. The entire Pac twelve, man. I know, right? Let me just shut up and just say the entire Pac twelve. You're right. Cam Cam Ward said oh, it's Ward's own, also slinging it. You're right. It's the whole Pac twelve. If they'd had any idea what the hell was going on, they wouldn't have bolted. Man, oh man! Everybody ran for the fences, and they got they best conference in the country right now. They've got number five, eight, ten, eleven, fourteen, nineteen, twenty-one, and twenty-two. They have more top twenty-five teams in the SEC. Yeah, they're the best right now. Three weeks in, four weeks in, because of week zero is stupid. Best conference in college? Yes, without hesitation, top to bottom, they are the deepest. That's crazy, conference right? in football. SEC has six, number one, 12, 13, 15, 23, and 25. And I don't know, A&M probably got beat by Florida, who had a better win. Uh, ACC, four, 17, 18, and 20. As the, as Florida State had a little scare. Uh, Big Ten, only two teams in the top 25. Mm. Uh, uh, Big 12, excuse me. And the uh, only one independent that remains, Notre Dame, there at number nine. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, I... 
I like Notre Dame. I, it's hard for me to. It struggled. You couldn't even say it. But that quarterback can play. I, I like the mentality that Notre Dame has. I like their head coach. I like his interviews. <laughs> That's random as hell. Well, you know why? What do you mean? That's because random as hell. he has avoided so far the arrogance of Notre Dame. He doesn't sound like arrogant Notre Dame coach yet. Now, it's coming. It'll happen. You can't live in that environment. I don't know. I don't long. know if he's that. I don't know if it'll happen, Rob. Hey, man, it seems like it's happened to every other one. Good, bad. What's that Charlie Weiss who's still getting paid, I think, by Notre Dame? You get arrogant up there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you do. I don't know what is. What Sam Hartman is the quarterback you speak of. Big beard, big quarterback. Beautiful beard. Yeah, big, beautiful beard. Beautiful quarterback. Now, I hope we've enjoyed the uh, Colorado. Don't do it. Okay, let's talk about it, Rob. This is, then, are you going to plant your flag and stand on it? Oregon's going to pants them. They're going to beat the doors off Colorado. You and don't it, believe it, that. Yeah, I do. I think that... Uh, I think that Oregon is going to try to make a statement next weekend. They're going to be obviously a focus of a lot of attention. And they're going to get a Colorado team that was valiant, that gave everything they've got. They're going to they're no Travis Hunter. So you lost your starting cornerback and your starting wide receiver. That's two starters out. Um, you, but, okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm getting this right so we can get this all on tape. Because, Edwin, I need you to chime in here, too. Are y'all both on record that Oregon blows them out? Uh, define a blowout. You said pants, I'd so say, you define pants. Um, I'll say a blowout would be three touchdowns. Twenty. Uh, I'll say yeah, three touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Look, after what I saw against Colorado State, I'm not as confident as I was. I felt like their first loss would be against USC, and I'm. Uh, but you lose Travis Hunter. That is huge. But then you just look at what you're seeing. You got to, I have to believe what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is a team that Dion said on first take last week with Shannon and Skip. I mean, Stephen A. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. But Shannon and Stephen A was, he's still about eight guys away. But I feel like all eight are offensive line and defensive line. And, in the, and when you're playing big boy college football against big boy college teams, if you can't, plug holes, which clearly they can, and if you can't protect protect Shador, which some uh, most times they can't, mm. it's going to be tough to go into Eugene. It is going to be tough. But this week, I don't think anybody has them winning. See, this week, they had everybody was like, oh, Colorado State, they're going to blow them out. This week, I think it's going to be exact opposite. I think everybody's like, okay, finally, we're going to get to see them lose. And maybe that changes it a little bit. Maybe that changes their mindset going in. I think they went in overconfident against Colorado State, and they found a dog waiting on them. Mm -hmm. They found a dog in Colorado State waiting on them. They're like, hey, oh, by the way, we do have some fans in this building, which was clear. And number two, we're as ticked off and felt feel as disrespected as you do. This week, I don't think that's the case. This week, I think it's going to be majority feeling like after what we've seen from Colorado, they're going to lose to Oregon. So I think that helps Colorado's case to go in there and get an upset. I wonder what the early line is. We got to look up the early line. It well, uh, Oregon's favored. We'll go Find to that for us, that one, yeah. and, and get it. The uh, the party's over though. What do you mean? Well, if, it's not just Oregon. They're gonna lose the USC. I agree with that. So that's. But I I said I said they go two. I said they go six and six. Well, no, they'd be three and two. Oh, three and two. I said they go six and six. It's clear they're probably going to end up about seven and five. You know, here's what happens with with this: is one they're what? in the best conference in football. They're in the best conference in football, 
And I don't know what Colorado State quarterback is. I don't know if he's NFL caliber. I know he looked pretty good against Colorado. Yeah, he did. But everybody does. So if everybody does, and the guys that I'm talking about, Penix and Ward, and it's about to get ugly. And then you you throw in the fact that even fully functioning, healthy Colorado, by their own head coach's estimation, is eight high D1 starters away. Now you go into attrition. Now we are get dealing with those little injuries. And now here's the difference when you step up in weight class. Because Jeff Trailer's going to – we're going to ask him about this. Depth becomes an issue. When your twos aren't as good as their twos – and your threes aren't as good as their threes, and you're playing threes against their twos and ones because you just don't have depth, then things get ugly fast. 20 and a half is the line right and now. And right? that's a good line. That's a good line. 20? You think they should be, you think they should be a 20 point underdog? Yes, because one, they just came out of a blood and guts are they, be- they and they got beat up holy crap kind of game they got beat up the entire world watched it you got to hang out with Lil Wayne pre and post and now you're flying to Eugene it's I, hard to be up I know this. game day doesn't do it but I do Colorado Oregon I do Colorado USC Hell, I follow them all year <laughs> if it's gonna be that kind of party because you cannot right. miss it you cannot miss Dion. And at the end of the day, he is must-see TV, the likes of which that college football so desperately needed. So desperately. Hey, we'll look ahead to those games coming up. We got big ones. Oregon, Colorado, Bama, Ole Miss, UTSA flying to Tennessee. We're going to talk to Trailer about that. In just a couple of minutes, we're digging into the NFL. The gumbo, she is hot. Bengals are 0-2. Chargers are 0-2. Commanders 2-0. and Tua is 2-0. We'll look... What we saw last night and a double header tonight in pro football on a Monday. Yeah. How do we do this? Lots to talk about. Hang around. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Check out the Jim Rome Show weekdays and noon. If you're San Antonio, there are benefits that come along with it. I will cut you the front of the line. We're going to hype the return on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's R and R in the morning, and we got tickets all week long, Rudy. I got Adam Sandler tickets today. I guess the writers are still on strike. Yeah, when Adam got, Sandler's doing comedy stand-up yeah, tours, the, the writers are still on strike. Got payroll to meet. So yeah. December the 17th, Adam Sandler will be coming to the AT&T Center. I will be giving away tickets to go see Adam Sandler right after we are done speaking with the head coach of your UTSA Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer. And he'll be just after 9. So we're going to give away the Sandler tickets at about 9.15. Uh, did we just see an email pass by? Um, I think we have a number on the number of... Uh, of uh, not sign- many. It's just not, it's we not have, many. We have space for a few. Uh, a few teams left. Y'all better get in now. Yeah, we're down. Uh, we're down to just... Yeah. Um, 656-3776. Uh, let's talk sports with us. If you want to sign up, with uh, go to sasportstar.com. Literally, I expect this. When I hear just a few from her, that tells us we probably got three or four. This thing's going to sell out by Wednesday. Yeah, we're playing golf a week from uh, Monday at Olympia Hills. Get yourself signed up, a foursome, a onesome, whatever the case may be. If you've been waiting to find them, you better get yourself in right now. The uh, um, the, the what the the, the Sixty-four percent of the teams that are two and zero make the NFL playoffs. 
They're two and zero. Oh. Okay. Now, if listening. you're two and zero, oh, sixty four percent of the time you make it to the playoffs. Uh, it's only two games in, and when I hear that, I go, "That's that's a ridiculous number." But that's a that's it's a real number. You know, we you know we can have opinions, Rob, but those are true numbers. So let's. I mean, I I have I, I'm comfortable with saying, yeah, the Cowboys and yeah, the Eagles and and uh, yeah, San Francisco. But am I am I comfortable saying, yeah, Miami? Yeah, maybe. Two and zero, yeah. looking good. Yes, because they can score with anybody, even when you know their defense isn't great. It's not bad. Their defense is great, but just like they're just too hard to stop. But then when Mostert gets going, Mostert gets going like he got going. Then you got play action and Tyreek. He's just it, it's it's a lot to deal with. And then you got Mike McDaniel's, who might be the smoothest, coolest cat I've ever seen on the sideline. I saw him on with the pivot, Ryan Clark in the game. He did a really great interview about you know how he started and where he came from. So yeah, Miami's a real deal. I think they're, they're a right there. They're, they're a problem. I, I I'm I'll, I'll plant the flag. They're a really good football team. Anybody else belong in that grouping of the two and O's? Because I thought Jacksonville might belong there, but no. Oh, man, they scored nine points at home. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. Best division in football, Dallas, Philly, Washington combined six and O. NFC East as a whole, seven and one. And the one loss is, a you know, the in-house. Everybody eat, you know, yeah. I don't, I guess. Then again, you know, I look at the opponents. But you got to play. I don't care. You know what the thing about it is? I don't look at your opponents in the NFL the same way I look at it in, in college. Because the NFL, like on any given Sunday, somebody can beat you, right? So I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect Dallas or Washington and the two wins they have. But Washington is low key surprising. I'm not going to lie. Really? I, 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 didn't I don't know. What to, had it I don't know what to think of them. I didn't think they had it in them to beat Denver the way they did. I just didn't think they had it in them. Eric Bieniemy, there is. Does he, does he deserve some flowers yet? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he deserved flowers since the thing. I know I've talked a lot about my red zone viewership, but there's things you can take away from just watching teams in the red zone. Mm. You know what I mean? Or are you taking a shot at the Cowboys? No, no. Oh, okay. um, what I am saying is, when you watch Washington now. They're not Kansas City by any stretch. There's not nearly, you can't even begin to go there. But what the enemy's doing, this is an offense that is a legitimate threat. It's the offense. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, one guy. It's, it's a system that works. Brian Robinson Jr., Scary Terry's back. He caught a touchdown. And Sam Howell's a little bit better than we thought. I mean, we saw, it, we saw glimpses of it last year. And I think Ron Rivera screwed that team last year when he went back to Wentz at the end of the year because they were pretty close to making the playoffs and sending all four NFC East teams to the playoffs last year. But for whatever reason, they went back to Carson Wentz. But again, yeah, I, okay, I'll take it. As, as a Bears fan, watching what I have to watch, yeah, Commanders, shout out to them. Shout out to them. You think so? Yeah, shout out to them. But uh, How far do you take this? I mean, this is just preseason, early, I mean, early season Matchups. All right. Well, let's look at it. They get Buffalo this week it's at gonna, home. Coming back to Earth. Okay. They get Buffalo. Then they get Philly. Coming back to so see, two it, and two. So you two and two. Then you get Chicago. You're three and two. <laughs> Atlanta. Does Bijan and Algiers the best combo in the in in football? They're two and zero. Oh. Again, from my red zone perspective. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everything from Rodgers. Holy to cow, they moved the Algiers ball. and Bijan are a problem. And Desmond? Might Ritter, be yeah. something he there. He finally threw an interception. Yeah. Where I jinxed him. I said, hey, if he goes this game, he breaks a record since 1950. The first six games and never throwing a pick. But, you know, I, I, I screwed the kid. Sorry. I might be in on this. I might be. I still like New Orleans to win the South. Now, New Orleans plays the Panthers today. I think, you know, now you'll have the Atlanta Falcons at 2-0 and you'll probably have the New Orleans Saints at 2-0 and as well. So those are two more teams that you say they're going to make the playoffs. About 64% chance to make the playoffs. I I'm starting to buy in on they look a little bit like Miami did early last year. There's just so oh, many gotcha. dudes, so much speed out there. When they have Algiers and Bijan on the field at the same time. What do you do? And they're sending them both into the flat. I mean, they're both going out for pass. you got like nine dudes out in the passing route. And Desmond taking three steps and just letting it go. That offense is a fast break. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. But I think those kind of offenses are like houses of cards. Once one thing goes out, then everything collapses on itself. It's just a matter of maintaining momentum. What do you make of the 0-2 start for Sean Payton's tenure in in Denver, who just lost to Washington yesterday? They, it took a Hail Mary for them to even keep it close. Wilson threw for 300 yards, but... What do you make of their start with I Sean Payton? Because I thought Sean was going to come in there, and I playing the Raiders and Commanders. I thought they were going to start two and zero. Now, if you're Denver, you get you have to go to Miami, which is a cross country flight. So they have a real good look at starting zero and three under Sean Payton, who we thought was just he was just going to come in and right the ship and mm-hmm. just be Sean Payton. I think Russell saw it go through the net yesterday. I'm going to stick with that. you stick I, with it? For, for about four minutes, that was Russell Wilson. That's the one I remember from, not the last Seattle year, but the one I remember where right. he had command. Uh, he was accurate. He was a threat to, I mean, he, against Washington, granted. No, but still. I think he saw it go through the net. It was like, at least, at the very least, getting a par on the 18. You know, they just, it was just enough to go back to practice and go, guys, if you'll listen to me, if you'll do what I'm asking you to do, it will work. I think the biggest problem is, Rob, he led them in rushing as well. well that can't, that can't happen. Javante Williams, Mims, uh, P. Ryan, P. Ryan. None of them had over 50. Russell Wilson led them in rushing yesterday with 56 yards. I ain't going to cut it. It's the modern NFL now. Meaning, I think some offenses, if you are lacking at something, and I don't know what that offense is lacking, because I think P. Ryan and the backs are decent, and I think the wide receiver talent is adequate, if not great. But if you're missing that, you have to have that eleventh weapon, that that quarterback as a weapon. And you're looking at when you look at the Colts, they had to use they're having to use Richardson as a weapon. I mean, just move the ball fields. Mania is back, baby, and I think that'll help. But <laughs> when you look at these young quarterbacks, then you go, "My God, they're just getting their weapons. They're not just quarterbacks. They're running, moving weapons that you have to deploy." And I think Russell, sadly, is an old guy having to be that weapon because the offense is deficient. But I will say that I know that Sean Payton hasn't lost it. You don't think I, so? I think you sure? A, I, I the think, game can again, pass you by in the blink of an I, eye. Again, I think he's still a really good coach. I think. Me too. Me too. So Me too. I can't imagine with that kind of talent that it'll be a failure. And I and I think, based on past history, 
that he will turn it around quicker than later. And I think they have been aiming at Miami all along. It's a it's going to be a a good weather game in South oh, Florida. It's a fast break kind of offense. It's just the kind of game that Sean Payton lives for. I so I, I think we're going to see a little bit. Do I think long term success? No. I think Kansas City made a point yesterday. Made a huge point. The AFC their, their West. offense still didn't look great. No, but that defense did. Yeah, defense did. But seventeen points for them, and then the, what they look like in Week One when they lost to Detroit at home. I uh, say, and uh, your boy, your guy, Kellen Moore, off to zero and two. I don't know what to make of that Chiefs team. <laughs> that the Chargers. The, you know what to Chargers make. Of, no, you know what to make oh. of it. Brandon Staley should not be that head coach. He had, they had no business bringing him back. And you brought up a great – Well, uh, yeah. Who, who do you think should replace – I brought this up for a reason. I'm throwing you a lob. Who do you think should replace Brandon Staley? Coming back, we're going to talk about the coach that should replace Brandon Staley in the market that is Los Angeles because half those stars were in Boulder. We promise you college football is coming. Now, here's the, here's the order of events. We're going to talk college football after okay. the break. Uh, we're going to have Coach Trailer here at 9 o'clock, uh, sandwiched in between at about 8.45. Uh, we're going to talk uh, doubleheader tonight in the NFL. Weird. Weird. Uh, Greedy. Weird, wild stuff. We'll talk viewership and uh, how you're going to watch this doubleheader as they are kind of layered on top of each other. College football coming back. The top 25 is out. We're going to hear from Dion talk about his post-game interview. Uh, Get together with uh, uh, what? What's his name? Uh, Jay Norvell. Yeah, Norvell. Shout out to Norvell. College, Played a great game, coach. College football gave us a bye week with lots and lots of fun. But looking forward, it's a football season. Wait till you see the lineup coming this weekend as the college football season really rounds into form. And we got it next. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning. So when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinigle here coming up later on the Blitz. What a football weekend it was. We're going to react to that Cowboys-Jets game. Clarence Hill will join us at 545, and we'll talk some UTSA football with the head coach of the Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer, who joins us every Monday at 515. Hey, Rudy, how you feeling about those Bears today? The same way I felt for the last six years, Joe. Like, hey, you know what? It is what it is. They're going to lose a whole lot of football games, but at least now you have a Caleb Williams out there since you passed on Bryce Young. Continue to lose, and let's get Caleb and get Justin the hell out of here because he is scared to pull the trigger, and he looks like toast. Well, the good news is you could have a quarterback out of the Pac-12. Just pick one. Just pick I, one. I'll take Penix. Get I'll take Penix? Shador. Cam Ward. Like Cam him. Ward, too. Yeah, UCLA has a good quarterback. Yeah, the Pac-12, man, the cream of the crop and about to break up. It's absolutely <laughs> unfortunate. Hey, we're gonna welcome on. This is R and R in the morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy E taking us through. If you're not watching us on our YouTube feed, please doing it wrong. Uh, go there. We uh, got our haircuts. Yeah, we're buttoned up. We ironed and prepped for yeah, this. Yeah, man. It's it's getting to 2023. Yeah. Morning, it's, Jeff. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us. One of my old wazoo's just texted saying he's listening. Oh, shout out to Jeff. Jordan Love leading the NFC North at 118 QBRs. No pass ratings. Kirk Cousins, 114. Goff, 109. And Justin Fields, way down in the depths of hell at (laughs) 70.7.
He is awful, man. I feel bad for him, too, because I like him. Good kid, captain, leader. Can't play quarterback. Just at least <laughs> can't no play longer quarterback. quarterback. And the good news is, like you said, there's the Chapman chase. There's a lot of quarterbacks coming out next yeah. year. A lot that you can take your pick of. Lots coming out of the Pac-12. I think Shadour is turning himself into an NFL candidate. Looking raw, but that 98-yard drive certainly. 147, one timeout. Now, a lot of that's on Colorado State. Like The thing about it is, Rob, when you're in those situations as a defense, what, how would you play it? Because I think sometimes you go so soft trying not to get beat over the top, you just end up giving up two bigger chunks, and next thing you know, the team's in the red zone. Like Colorado State played that way too soft. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm that. What do they used to say? The prevent defense prevents you from winning. <laughs> I mean, that used to, and it seems like it fails more than it works. But if it did fail more than it worked, why, why do they just do continue it? to do it? So. I'm not a football coach. I don't understand when and why you choose to give up 10 yards just because 20. instead of the 30. I get it, but it, it failed on them, especially considering how well Colorado State played when they were aggressive. You know, They looked like the better team all night. Dude, I, in all honesty, up until the last quarter, until Shadur took it in his own hands, they went scramble for a couple runs, and then that last drive, they looked like a better team. Well, it was certainly personal when the game began. And one of the great things about Colorado is they know exactly when they're supposed to say personal. <laughs> uh, this is Dion postgame talking about the personal game that it's time to put to bed. You know, I could be petty if they petty, but I ain't, I ain't got time for that, man. I'm, I'm on to bigger things, eh? <laughs> I'm happy for the brother. I really am, man. I'm happy that they fought, that they played a good game. I'm happy he's a head coach. I'm happy for any brother that's doing it and successful, man. I, I truly am. I don't, I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I have to respond because, you know, it's my mama taught me that. You know, you just ain't gonna type me, and I'm gonna sit back and ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> That's Dion Post game after putting Colorado State but, to bed. Put out the lights. The party's over. Oregon, USC, yes. three and two. It's about to get tough. It's about to get tough. But the good news is that I saw a picture on Instagram of Dion standing back next to the number one quarterback in the country. That the court, the number one quarterback posted. Normally the, the school and their social media person will be like, hey, thanks for coming. No, this kid was like, I want to be next to prime. Dude, think about this as a recruit. You're the number one recruit <laughs> in the country. The Rock is there. Little Wayne is there. Skip. <laughs> Shannon. Steven. Dre. Dre. Like, it, offset. Moss Master P. Oh, Master, Master P. P was there. Now, what's the what's the commentary name to play by play? Mark Jackson. Mark Jones. Mark Jones. Black man. <laughs> I, I think I Let's have to put that the statement. He says, hey, Lewis Riddick, man, wow, what a scene. This looks like the BET Awards. I said, whoa. I said, whoa. Nah. <laughs> this looks like the BET Awards. Now, could, could, now if Kirk Herbstreit says that. He gets canceled on There's Monday. Some question, yes. <laughs> Pat McAfee says it. That, you know what? They might let Pat slide. Nah, I think no. it'll be worse, actually. Now, let me ask you this, Rob. Be honest. Could a brother wear a wife beater on national TV? No. And shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> I, I was looking at that one day, and I, t- I put it in my cigar chat. Like, yo, could Ryan Clark wear a black wife beater? As his uniform, like literally on the sideline in a national televised game with eight people, 80, eight million people watching and a black wife beater doing doing pretty much play by play. And they keep going to him. No, uh, I, no one should. But Nobody should. built it into his contract. <laughs> oh, you know because, what? That's smart on his agent's part. I mean, it is his uniform. Y'all hired him in a black wife. Beater. And he, because he wears a suit on game day. 
He wears, oh, he does. He, he does. He dresses he does. for game day. So no, it he ain't can't like, do. this is who I am, and I'm going to be that. That's just part of his stick on radio. And, you know, this is the hottest thing going. So it is where it, what it is. The college, the college this week coming up, we finally. The magnetism of Dion is going to be carried into Oregon. And game day, he ain't going to be there because no, they're going to be uh, they? Ohio State, Notre oh, Dame. Oh, hell yeah, as they should be. As they should be. But there is just something so magnetic about Dion that I still can't put my finger on. You brought up a point that you were watching the game, you were out watching until about one thirty, and you said probably 35, 40% were rooting against it. We're yeah, Colorado there was State people, yeah, because it's like, yeah, it, even though it's only been three weeks, <laughs> it is a bit overkill, <laughs> and then, then people get tired of it, but that's, the you know, we need a villain. And while he's the darling, he's also the villain, which is weird. Because, again, and I hope, and I heard, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, but I heard somebody say, I'm gonna need Colorado to keep the same energy when they take their first L, and I and I and I don't know what that means. I don't know how you keep the same energy. Like, I, am I supposed to be excited when I lose? I don't know. <laughs> how am I supposed to keep the same energy? One of the things that that Dion did post game that won't be noted, but it was right after the game was done, and of course everybody is rushing the field, and it's time to get an interview. And whoever got Dion for the stand up on the field. It was a young lady, I thought. I, oh no, I, no, no, it wasn't. It was a guy. I remember. I don't remember. I don't I know. I think him, it though. was a guy because it was. I remember he asked. He goes, you know, your your Shadour leads the ninety eight yard drive, and your other son, uh, Shaden, pick six, Shiloh. Shiloh had the pick six, and Dion turned said, "Yeah, I love my kids, but I want to talk about my team." Yeah, that's the type of stuff. Wow. Keep in mind, he bent Shador and Jackson State in the championship game. Now, he knew he was going to win anyway. Yeah. But Shador was five minutes late to a meeting, and he benched him in the championship game. Now, the thing I say about uh, Shiloh. <laughs> Here we go. Yo, he didn't get his daddy's speed. Shiloh looked like he was running uphill. He thought, he, for a split second, Rob, he thought about high-stepping. He, he, he like, wanted to. <laughs> he really wanted to. I was like, dog, how's your last name Sanders? Like he looked like he, he was running his, uphill. He got his mama's speed. Yeah, he looked like he wanted to high step. He thought about it for a split second, then he was like, "Nah, this dude gonna catch me running full speed." I was like, "Damn, Shiloh!" I was uh, I was so happy for that kid to get it because his brother getting all the love. Yeah. It's it, he's the little brother that's getting <laughs> yeah. all the love, and the older brother just oh, push, push, dude, push, push, he push, almost push. got caught. Like literally, almost got caught. So yeah, he's in high step. He didn't get his daddy speed. It's all good. You can't get everything. You got his number. But you did not get daddy speed. Shallow has got walked down. It would have been so easy to, you know, as a dad, your two boys single-handedly won the football game. I mean, that was Good the point. two boys won it. And they ask him about it. He goes, I don't want, you know, I love my kids, but I want to talk about my team. I like and it. And that, at that point, I think that was so much about what Dion is. After he get past Prime and Coach Prime and right. all that, what he was was a great football coach who had a tough football team who got surprised by an angry. Yeah, you got punched in the mouth. You got punched in the mouth early, and and, and then you know what the thing about it is after they got the pick six and they go up seven zero, I was like, okay, here we go, the route's on. But credit to Colorado State, they kept playing. They kept playing and they made that a game. And I I don't know when the numbers finally come out, but. It's going gonna, gonna to be up there. I know you said combined, I guess, streaming and television, about 16 million viewers. Um, Exciting, man. Before we put this to bed, uh, the, Jay Norvell spoke post-game two. Now, it was um, 
It was the point, the pivot point in the in the in the week coming up to it. The sunglasses, yada yada, because Dion made a million dollars on sunglass sales, and it brought everybody's attention onto Prime, and and it became the Prime show. Norvell spoke to his comments post game about the. I was talking to my own team, and 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 really reinforcing what we do, and so. Um, that's what those comments were made for. And so, um, hey, this, this, this rivalry's been going on way longer before I got here, and it's going to be going on way after I leave. There's always bad blood. It's just the way it is. Doesn't matter what me or Dion say. It's going to be bad blood. So you got to get your team to play. That's the key. And, 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 and so, um, but, yeah, I, those comments were for Mike. My kids. What did Dion have to say? Post game handshake. Uh, you can ask him that. Uh, it sounds like they were trying. See, to I didn't to see bed. the handshake. Did I didn't they, see I, it. Did they shake hands? I'm sure that they did. They talked about whether Norvell had a hat on when he walks oh. over and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't see it. Me I saw neither. the post game with it, and I'm. I hope that they just put it to bed. I think Dion was certainly trying to put it past. Where? Because it's a rivalry. Because he could have went. He could have, like he said, he could have went Petty Murphy and could. took some shots, but he didn't. He stepped right in there. It's a weird Monday night football night. We got a couple of them this year. Double headers are coming. How are we going to watch this? We'll talk about what we got coming. Uh, the two games, one at six, one at seven. We'll get it going next, but first. The uh, Monday night football schedule gives us a little double dose tonight. We get New Orleans and Carolina early. And then we get Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Story of the quarterbacks tonight. Bunch of quarterback stories running around here. So we got we got Deshaun. We got Pickett, we got Carr, and we got Bryce Young. All of them with their own individual stories. I think the most pressure tonight sits firmly uh, with Deshaun and Cleveland. Cleveland go gets a, goes and gets a win in Pittsburgh. That's two straight. Oh yeah, division wins where Cleveland could put themselves in a pretty good position as they move forward. Look, man, I I I kind of figured that Cleveland was going to be a little bit better. Now, Mari Cooper reaggravated his groin. Yeah, that's shocking. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, Cowboy fan, y'all know how that goes. Amari, sometimes he feel like playing, sometimes he don't. Then he complains about targets, but then he sits on the sideline in the biggest plays of the season. Amari Cooper is who Amari Cooper is. When somebody shows you who they are, mama said believe him. So that's that's going to be huge for them, but you do have Nick Chubb. Now, the thing about it with Pittsburgh is, is Pickett going to return to preseason Pickett? Because in preseason, it looked like, oh, wow. the the, the mm-hmm. You know, they've turned the corner in Pittsburgh at the quarterback after Big Ben Roethlisberger, but he ain't look too good week one. But that was San Francisco. That that, that was San Francisco's defense, so it was a little bit different. Yeah, and I think they're kind of looking at the same thing that, that, that the Giants were trying to figure out. I mean, San Francisco rolled into Pittsburgh and pants them. I mean, that was a, it was a it they was beat easy. the doors off. It was like easy. The Cowboys did to the Giants. Now the Giants took a whole half to figure out who the hell they were, and they finally found it. But Saquon goes down, which is a whole other story. I'm talking about down, down, and Saquon playing Thursday night. We'll see if he's going to be able oh, to play. I, I, the way he walked off, there's no way Saquon's playing Thursday. It'll be an interesting game to watch. Where, by the way, uh, let's product place this. We're yeah, going to be live out there on uh, Thursday night. We're the Blitz has gotten invited. Uh, I, I guess they were—they're not open, or we'd have gotten invited, right? To host a show out at the uh, what's the, where are we going to be on Thursday? They're going to be out at Cigar International Cigar. with uh, with Yingling. Yingling's going to be pouring. What up, Renee? Cigar International is going to be hosting. 
The Blitz will be talking, and the games will be on. Come Thursday night, it's going to be a lot of fun as uh, we get an opportunity to get back out there. And uh, I like to see what Pittsburgh's going to do because I think that there's some there's some there there. The uh, New Orleans-Carolina game on the other side, I think Bryce, of all the rookies, but he still threw two picks week one. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm championing Bron, uh, Bryce Young because I'm so hurt by what I'm seeing from Justin Fields. But he's got some growing pains. But I get, I understand his mm-hmm. growing pains. He's not in year three. And he's not being dealt a hand with no weapons at all. He has zero weapons. They traded McCaffrey, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see, man. But I, I, the, and Olave, uh, Derek Carr, not the, after week three. Week four, you get Kamara back. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is back. So New Orleans should win this football game. And I like New Orleans' defense as well. And favored by three. Uh, if you're not a bet US you should be. prospect, you should I think be. That's a, I think that's a Christmas gift. And I think you should go sign up and, and take those three points from New Orleans and use Bet Protect. Go to betus.com. That's, an un, that's a paid uh, endorsement right there. That, no, that's a know. paid endorsement. Uh, Jeff Trailer is imminent. He's going to join us. They are one and two. How do you think he's feeling today? I would. Uh, I guess we can ask. I, I imagine he might be a little salty. I don't think so. I think with all the injuries, you know, the schedule, look at who you've played. I mean, Texas State is a different team now. You've played the big, bad Army Black Knights, and you had to play a really good Houston team in their home opener. It doesn't get any easier as Tennessee is coming off. You'll be ready for conference play, if nothing else. Isn't that what we say we like to be? That's what you're doing. All you need to do is win your conference. Uh, Tennessee coming off a, a thorough destruction. UTSA coming off a late. Oh, it's tough, boy. But uh, Army, boy, they they came to play. Jeff Trailer is just around the corner. College football continues. Lots of Dallas Cowboy talk. Tard Archer will be here in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Um, I have tickets to give away. If you want to go see Adam Sandler, we're going to give away those tickets just after Trailer. Okay. So have your device ready. And also, we're going to have Guns N' Roses tickets tomorrow. Really? We got tickets all week. With Axel? Axel, who is, uh, I saw a picture, is steadily becoming Benny Hill. Um, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Axel Rose doesn't look the same, but uh, I assume Jeff Trailer does. The coach of the UTSA Roadrunners joins us next. Hang around here. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, board. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning coming at you like a Dak Prescott striped suit. That thing is terrible. Look like a Dick Tracy villain. Hey, UTSA had a tough one on Friday. Army came into town and executed precisely, and the game went south. Let's talk about what happened and what's coming as Tennessee's around the point bound the bend. Head coach of your UTSA Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer joins us for his regular morning, Coach. Good morning. Morning, Coach. How's practice this morning? How's the, how's the day looking? Um, we don't practice today. Today's there. They have one day off uh, by the NCAA rules. So we're in <laughs> class today, and uh, we'll get rolling tomorrow. We're game planning for Tennessee right now. Well, win, win or loss, Coach, 
when when do you, when is it when is that over? Is that over Saturday? Is that I mean, is that over when y'all get back to practice tomorrow? Like, well, how how long do you let anything muster, whether you win or lose? Well, they're all different. Um, you know, <clears throat> this one was when the game was over. I really thought we didn't play hard. Mm. Uh, then after watching the video, we played extremely hard. I mean, our kids gave unbelievable effort. Uh, Army played literally the most perfect ball game I've ever seen. Um, we, we could not get a break. I know everybody says you got to make your breaks. And, uh, you know, it was frustrating. I mean, again, we didn't call the turnover. Our defense has been the strength of our team this right. entire year. You know, game one, it went about like I thought it would. Uh, we struggled offensively, but we played really good defense. Game two, we got better offensively, got way better than special teams. Mm-hmm. Our defense dominated again. Game three, way better than special teams, way better than our offense, and then our defense, just we could not get them off the field. And But it was not lack of effort. It was miscommunication in the back. Um, they had a great scheme, probably 75% of that offense we'd never seen before. They kept it under their – they didn't show it against their first two teams. They played two mm-hmm. really bad opponents to start the year out, so they didn't show three-fourths of that offense. So my kids were almost blind out there, and mm-hmm. their head coach was just as blind, honestly. I mean, we just we – we had not seen – a lot of that stuff, so we were not prepared, and that's on me. Coach Trailer joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Coach, I, look, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Army, and I know the first thing you said in your post game, you gave them all the credit. Um, in football, though, Coach, football, not one penalty, not one. That not a again. I'm not trying to make excuses for you, Coach. I know we don't do that. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna stick to how you roll with your team. But not one penalty seems a little bit strange to me in a, in a football game that physical. Again, just how perfect they were. They had 68 running plays. They used two tight ends. That's seven blockers. They also used their running back to block their quarterback most of the night. That's eight blockers. So they had 68 times eight. They had over 500 opportunities to have an infraction. And they did not hold us one time the entire ball game and 500 snaps. That's how amazing Army was Friday night. Oh, we could call it amazing for a couple of things, and maybe it was Army, and maybe it was the lack of uh, yeah, vision. I, I, I hear you, though, Coach. That's I hear you. The, the, you know, blaming refs is the realm yeah. of losers, so we're not going to go there. But uh, given the situation, you knew what Army was going to be like. What was different from that offense? I, I, I can tell you, I've never seen a shotgun triple option before, so you know they certainly hid some things there. But what was it about the speed or the or their execution that was surprising? Because this isn't anything new for Army. Um. Yeah, it is. It was all new in a way. I mean, it was not underneath the center. It was not the fullback, the traps. Wow. It was. Uh, it was way more just like, it, like for example, when they would get in the wing tight end set with the sniffer and have the. What's a sniffer, real quick? Hit. Tell me. Tell. I don't know what that is. In, in between the tight end, um, almost, it's like a wing, but he's moved inside the tight gotcha. end. Gotcha. Uh, like a sniffer back. And then they had the number 33 at the tailback who weighs 275 pounds, lead blocking <laughs> right. that, that spot there. They kept exposing us to. And the more people we put there, and our kids really battled. I mean, I really felt like they didn't. The plays that killed us, though, were not that. It was even the pass interference when we had them on fourth and seven. Right. We just flipped the momentum. They go double pass. Great call. And we bite on it. Then they run four verticals out of a shotgun spread set. We bust the call again, which we've not done the entire year. We execute the onside kick. We blocked him about a half an inch too soon. It was the call was correct. Third down and one. 
we don't execute on for the first down. Fourth down and one, we jump all sides. That's fourth down and six. We it's just all year long, we cannot put all three phases together, and it's just frustrating. And it's on the head coach. It's nobody but me, and we just got to get that crud fixed. Yeah, Coach, I, I understand. Like, help me take me behind the scenes on how the week went because, again, I get it. It's on ESPN. But was it different playing a game on Friday night for y'all just as far as everything it as a whole? It felt weird. Well, what, what's been tough, and nobody wants to hear this stuff now, the Houston game's almost a robbery game now, right? Yes, absolutely. You start the, year, you start the game off, the year off with a robbery game. Then you have a real robbery game where G.J. just beat Baylor, and he's got those guys playing crazy right now. So we've given an, another amazing effort, two weeks in a row now. And then you get the Army, who right. has a hate on for us for last year's overtime. That's right. You beat them in the Army, which nobody does. So you, you could – and now we get Tennessee – and it, and it sounds like you listen to me right now, you're like, golly, this guy is the ultimate whiner. I'm just trying to put you – you asked the question, I'm trying to put you in yeah. where my kids are right now. It's really hard to come back during that short week and be that physical again in practice or you won't have a team to put on the field. Great point. And, and I really thought when the game was over, Rudy, we didn't show up. But then I watched the video and that's a lie. It, it, it's a straight lie. I, I mean, I didn't go to bed before that morning. I watched the game twice or I went to sleep because I just couldn't sleep. Our kids gave amazing effort. We just hit, we cannot make the play right now in the moment. Mm. Where historically we've done that. Now we've started off rough before. Nobody wants to believe that. But my first year here, we lost three games in a row. Mm-hmm. Last year, one and two. We were everybody thought we were done again. Our kids won't go away. I don't know what our record is going to be, but we're going to fight our tails off to come out of this thing. I can promise you that. Now, but it glass half full. You, this is what you want before conference. If, if, well, I would agree, except for the injuries. Not having my quarterback, my center, my right guard, my right tackle, and, and arguably my best wide receiver. Yes. How much better are we really getting? You know, and, I, and the guys that we're playing are playing their tails off. And as a group, we have improved three weeks in a row on special teams and on offense. Our defense is the best part of our team. We did take one step backwards last week. Um, so, yes, you are correct. I am a little concerned the moving piece is so much. Uh, but Eddie Lee came in there and played his tail off. Our young receivers are playing their tails off. Our young linemen came out there and played their tails off. We did enough offensively. We just didn't do we, – we, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry, Rudy. We did better offensively. We did not do yes. enough to win the game, which is frustrating. Well, Coach, let's talk about your offense because Eddie Lee stepped in 17-25, to 243 touchdowns, no interceptions, seven receivers found that he pinpointed. I, I think Eddie Lee showed a lot. Now tell me the difference between him and Frank Harris and how you call the game between the two different quarterbacks. Well, one, Frank started, I think, 44, 46 games. There's a lot more just game readiness. Uh, that was Eddie's first start. And for his first start, you know, he was very impressive. Uh, and he's got a, a big-time arm, right? He can really throw the ball oh, down the does. football field. Uh, and Frank's arm is way better than what it was when I first started with him. But Frank, Frank just has 44 games versus Eddie's now got one. And that's the biggest difference. And when you, when you say, how do you call a game, it's not so much uh, the scheme – uh, obviously, Frank is one of the best athletes in the country, so you're going you're gonna to allow Frank to run a little more. But Frank kind of chooses that on his own. I don't have a lot of design run for Frank because I know he's going to do that naturally, and I don't want the ne- unnecessary hits on Frank. Um, now, when the games get later in the year, we would run Frank differently because you're getting closer to the end of the year. 
Uh, but that'd be the biggest difference is just uh, Eddie's only started one game and Frank's played 44 to 46, whatever that number mm-hmm. is. Uh, give us, a, I mean, I guess the best you can. Uh, speaking of your receiver, we'll talk about Frank and his recovery, but how is Clark? <laughs> you know, he's getting better every week. Um, it's just one of those kind of deals. I, I just The mental side of the re- recovery? Is it the mental side of the recovery we're dealing with now? Well, it's just, it's just hard to put him out there in these non-conference games when I know he's not all the way ready. Right. And it's a fine line because you don't want to protect him so much if he's not ready for conference. Um, but at the same time, you want to get into conference. So I, I'm really struggling with what to do there. I'm leaning a lot on my, my trainers and JT, how he feels. Uh, he's just not quite ready yet. Well, you got Tennessee just around the corner. Would you rather face a team that just got pantsed or had just taken a team down by 60? Oh, you always want to play the team that won by 60. Yeah. We're, we're men. <laughs> we're, we're ignorant. We're dumb people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. You give a man a week of everybody telling him how great he is, we actually believe that nonsense. You you give a man a week of everybody telling him how bad he is, the competitor in you comes out that next week, right? So everybody in Tennessee is getting told how bad they are. Their mm-hmm. media is crushing them. Our media is down here crushing except for you two guys. But everybody else, I'm sure, is crushing <laughs> us. Uh, so you're going to have two angry teams playing each other Saturday in Knoxville. How do you – like, you know, you're going – that's a – Different. I mean, y'all just went to UT last year. Obviously, you went to Derrick, but now you're going in down to the heart into the SEC. What does that do for you and your team? How do y'all approach going into a stadium that size and playing a team like Tennessee? Well, it's just the noise. It's deafening. You know, it's it's hard just to communicate. Motion shifts. Uh, it's just it's it's like the Alamo Dome. We have the same home field advantage. It's very hard right. on opposing team coming here and communicate. Uh, and our crowd has been just absolutely fantastic. For, you know, to, to get 50,000 or whatever that number, I'm mm. sorry, whatever that number was, the first game. Yeah. And then turn right back around on a Friday night and get 27,000. Uh, that was pretty special. And I, I have a feeling if we'd have been on a Saturday, we'd been back up to 35 or 40 again. So it's just deafening the noise. And But more than that, it's just your, the, you know, you have so many five star and four star athletes out there. They're all so long. They're so athletic. That quarterback can throw the ball 85 yards in the air. They've got two receivers that are NFL projects. they got two NFL running backs, probably five defensive players that are NFL guys. It's just freaky talent uh, in a part of the country where football is very important. Well, you know, a couple years ago you rolled into Illinois and they were, we were looking at a big old Big Ten school and you guys just trying to figure your way and you went in and surprised somebody. And you've done that the last couple of years. You no longer are in a place to surprise folks. Uh, when you come in next week, what's the expect? How's Frank doing? Do you think you'll have him on Saturday? Um, you know, it's just going to be day-to-day. I mean, just we got to get him right. He can't be going to conference play hobbling. Uh, if I feel like he's, you know, close to 100%, then we'll put him out there. If not, uh, we'll roll with Eddie Lee. We, we want to see Owen play as well, McCowan. Uh, we planned on him playing uh, Friday. Uh, we didn't know we were only going to have 50 snaps, but we've been averaging about 88 snaps in the game. We had 92 against Texas State, but we just couldn't get the ball back. I mean, you know, Army had the ball for 45 minutes. They had zero turnovers and zero penalties. That's it was crazy. an amazing plan and great execution. So we couldn't get our offense out there very much. Uh so uh, we'll see how Frank is. I would. It's just going to be what he looks like tomorrow in practice. Did you did you just say that you were considering starting Owen or playing Owen on the road in Knoxville? We'd like to play both our quarterbacks wow. before we get to conference play. That's uh, trust. Uh, 
you, you got to know, yeah, he's a good football player. Uh, we've got two really good quarterbacks in there. And uh, so we're going to be fine, uh, but we've got to get them out there so they can play. You, there's nothing like playing the game, and you need, you need to get some snaps out there, both of them. And that was the plan Friday. We just, it just couldn't happen. We did, we only had the ball two snaps in the first quarter or four or wow. something like that. And now, and the I, fumble of the second, yeah. second play on offense, uh, the fumble, it, it, it was just the perfect storm. And it was so frustrating. It's just, it was literally so frustrating. We just could not get out of our own way. Now, I mean, we talked about, uh, Frank. We talked about your receiver, but you know, the not so sexy positions matter, especially when you're going into Tennessee as far as your depth. How is your right guard? Where are you looking at right tackle and your center? Those the things that we miss as fans, but of course, y'all know in that locker room what what's the update on the injuries on the not so sexy guys, but that you that you definitely need in the trenches. Right. Well, it's unfortunate for Makai Hart. You know, he missed the entire season last year. Right. Uh, and then he comes back this year and he has another injury like he did. Uh, he'll be out at least six more weeks. Uh, right guard T Haynes. He tried to play in the game. Uh, he might have got 10 snaps in the game. I think he'll be better this week. Uh, I would say he's progressing in the right way. Uh, but our right guard played really well. Corey uh, played really well. He, you know, he got so excited on the first touchdown. <laughs> he went off the field. And it took him about 100 years to get back out to the next point. So we had to take him to play a game. I mean, Corey weighs about 360. So when you forget and run off the field, and then you got to turn around and run back. Get that oxygen, like coach. Turn on a battleship. We got to get y'all some oxygen tanks over there, coach. <laughs> so now, he'll, now when we score, we hope he remembers to stay out there. Uh, and our center, Luke Lopez, uh, his first time to start at center, he played well. Yeah. But we moved Ernesto to right tackle to replace Mackay, which forced the new center. So those guys played well up front. We gave up one sack the entire ball game. On the drive to win the game, third down and seven, we have a dig that comes wide open. And Eddie's stepping right into the throw, and we give the, our only sack of the game. We give it up, and it just—I'm telling you—I promise you, I'm not living a bad life at home right now. But it looks like the head coach of the Roadrunners is a bad life with a bad love. We got something right now, uh, Coach. But we're you know, get a you know, some game, In my experience, and certainly there's some games you get beat, and some games you lose. Did you get beat or did you lose? No, they beat us. Yeah, we, so, we, we did not play bad. There's no I shame in that. There, we, we, we gave up the double pass. We, we busted the coverage on the four verticals. Those two plays were haunting. And that quarterback, who's from Texas, that played at Army, he played his tail off. I Did mean, right. he, he played at a level that we've never seen him play at. And, and that's, the, that's the great thing about playing the Army. They feel very comfortable coming to Military City USA. This is like yes. their home away from home. Yes. And it's, it's a tough game to play when you're the head coach of the Roadrunners. It, it's just a very tough game. Uh, but they're a unbelievable. Jeff Munkin does a great job. And those kids, they deserve it. I just hate it. It was a, the, the sadness of my own players and my coaching staff in my city uh, for their joy. Coach Jeff Trailer, your UTSA Roadrunners heading up to Knoxville. They're going to need you this week. Hey, Coach, we, as always, we bid you a good week of practice and good health and uh, uh, good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Yeah, we're sorry. We really are. That nope. was a huge loss. Uh, we don't right, like Coach. Losing at home is tough, man, and I, I really am. It, it crushes me, and uh, I hope everybody feels that, and, and we'll bounce back. Thank you all so much. God bless and birds up. God, God bless, bless and birds up, Coach. That is your head coach of the Roadrunners, UTSA's own. He's apologizing. Dude, they played a perfect football game. 
I'm I'm not buying no. They pen. went. For I'm not buying no penalties. No, there's no freaking way. And I'm by the way, we better get used to this Army team. They're about to join this conference, so they're going to be regulars. So. It appears. Hey, we got a lot to talk about with one of the very best Todd Archers on his way. I want to give away some tickets on the way out. Do you want to go see Adam Sandler? Do you have time, Edwin? We're going to give away six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. I got tickets for Adam Sandler. Caller number four is going. We'll be back. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Smokers Paradise, your premium smoke shop. Vaporizers, disposable e-cigarettes, hookah accessories, water pipes, cigars, and more. Now with 15 area locations, including the newest location at South Cross and Highway 37. Visit SmokersParadise.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. I just turned 40, and life is busier than ever. My daughter is heading off to college next year. We're in the process of renovating our kitchen. And with my brother leaving town, I'm checking on my parents more often. It wasn't until my best friend suddenly lost her husband, and seeing that firsthand made me realize how important life insurance is. So I asked her who she worked with, and she told me Select Quote. I called Select Quote the next day, and a licensed insurance agent found me a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $16 a month. With coverage and a price like that, I finally have peace of mind, even amidst the craziness of life. Whether you need a $100,000 policy or a $10 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance at 1-800-656-9393. That's 1-800-656-9393. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-656-9393. Details on example rate at SelectQuote.com. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you get arrested, get out of jail fast by calling AA Best Bail Bonds, 210-225-2121. Text BAIL to 474747 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. You don't have to call attorneys or anybody else. Don't be forced into a PR bond. If the jail offers you one, make sure you understand the conditions before accepting it. AA Best Bail Bonds, nobody beats their price. They have payment plans. Call 210-225-2121 or mybestbailbonds.com. License number 149. Ever find yourself in a department store with a question, but you can't find anyone who actually works there, so you just wander? That's what it feels like when you call most banks. But at Frost, we have live customer service 24-7, so you can speak to a real human right when you call, every time you call. No phone tree, no bots, just help from a real human when you need it. It's about being there for you. It's about more than money. Frost Bank. 
Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Do you love wings but think they're not spicy enough? Well, Twin Peaks is launching a new wing sauce that is just for you, you hot little devil. Have your wings sauced and tossed in the new hottest sauce. That's the hottest wing sauce yet. Can you handle the heat? Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and oh, those scenic views. Football season means grilling season, and Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks is your one stop for all your tailgating and home gating needs. With one of the best grilling sections, Five Oaks Ace Hardware has a huge selection of Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and Blackstone, plus all your grill accessory needs with over 300 spices and rubs, over 20 brands of charcoal, wood chips, pellets, and everything you need for tailgating or home gating. Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks near Jones Maltzberger. Hi, this is Bobby Jenkins of ABC Home and Commercial Services. Cool weather is the time rodents move indoors. That means rats, mice, and raccoons are seeking shelter inside your home. No matter what kind of rodents have moved in with you, ABC can eliminate them. We'll close up the openings where they enter and catch any that may already be in your house. All of our specialists undergo a comprehensive background screening so you can rest easy with ABC on your property. ABC Home and Commercial Services, specialists for your environment. Just call ABC Home and Commercial Services. Listen up, sports bettors. It's Rudy J and Rob Thompson of r r in the Morning. We are here to tell you about our favorite sports book and casino and the only one we endorse, which is BetUS.com. They're celebrating their 30th year of sports betting services with a special offer of up to 30 risk-free bets. Get bet protected. Get started today by going to BetUS.com or give them a call at 1-800-MY-BETUS. That's 1-800-692-3887 to learn more about the bonuses and special offers. That's BetUS.com sports book and casino where the game begins. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up, wake me up. Wake up, wake up, wake me up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're glad you're with us. Get on our YouTube feed. Check us out live because if you are... Uh, you get a chance to uh, listen to Todd Archer of ESPN.com. Welcome aboard, sir. We're glad you're here. On a, Guys, how are we doing? Outstanding. Fantastic. So let's, let's talk Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding, Todd. I'm kidding. Wait, you guys were awake that late? Wow. Heck yeah. Guys, so were you, Todd. Were you a little bit tired Sunday? <laughs> ah, a little bit, a little bit. It was, uh, it's all things Dion, right? I guess so. Man, hey, oh, man. You should have the Heisman now, I guess, right? I, yeah. I, I vote, I'll vote for him today. Uh, but that will change probably next week. Todd, as we get into 30 to the numbers, 30 to 10, it was a convincing win, no doubt. Uh, certainly the theme of the day will be the five field goals and red zone uh, efficiency. Uh, let's, let's, let's look at the broad thing. Uh, takeaways from the game, the offense that you saw, its implementation, Dax Knight, uh, everything uh, kind of wrapped up into what t- only Todd Archer can tell us. Yeah, I, I think this is the offensive identity. They want to play to their strength, play to their defense. Two straight games, they've not turned it over. Two straight games, Dak without a pick. That's something he didn't do a year ago. Didn't, he didn't appreciate me asking that question 
after the game. <laughs> I um, heard. I heard that time. And, and, and look, the, you know, the, the the red zone stuff. Yeah, that that's a concern. But honestly, maybe on a couple of those trips, I think McCarthy was like, you know what? We got points. They're not going to score anything on us. Let's just be conservative here. We don't need to kind of force the ball into the end zone. I, I think McCarthy has done a good job of of managing the game and understanding what is going to how he needs to play and call plays to win that game in specific. And again, it was a little bit like week one. Just don't give it away. Don't give any freebies up to the other team, and you're going to win this thing pretty easily. Todd, so in your estimation, I mean, it seemed like it was a McCarthy thing. Like, it seemed like on fourth and short they were going. So was that a Kellen thing? Because I thought it was a couple times yesterday where last season, or the last couple of seasons, they would have gone for it, especially down there in the red zone. I think it was like fourth and two, fourth and short a couple of times where they just elected to take the three. So was that Kellen? No, I, I think it's uh, McCarthy had control. Shoot, we got to say he was controlling something. If he right, wasn't calling right. the plays, he was definitely managing the game. So no, I think his aggressiveness is, uh, you know, he he wants to go for it. But I think part of it is, and he, he talked a little bit after the game about it. He wants to give his young kicker opportunities, especially oh. early in the season, to build some confidence for the guy. And you know, he made made five kicks yesterday. Um, you know, so I, I think that was more of it than anything like, well, Kellen was more aggressive on fourth down versus McCarthy. I think McCarthy's an aggressive fourth down guy, but I think in a game like this, he just wanted to give his young kicker opportunities. Uh, Todd Archer joining us via the Buyers Barricade guest lines as he stops by every week of ESPN.com. Uh, was there an, a concerted attempt to use the tight ends in, in a lot of different ways, or is that just what the Jets gave them? I think that's kind of what the Jets gave them a little bit, although i got to be honest, there was a, a drive in the second quarter where the Cowboys ran eight straight plays without a tight end on the field. Oh, wow. Um, but if you, if, you go to the, if you go to the opener, right, what were we talking about? Hey, those tight ends blocked pretty well, but, geez, they had a lot of drops, and now they catch two touchdown passes, granted four and one yards, not huge plays. They almost had another touchdown where they gave Hendershaw to carry uh, at, at the goal line. Um but, I, I, you know, you look at McCarthy and you look at what this offense, it's not the Jason Witten tight end offense. Right. But he's wanted to use tight ends for a long time in his career when he was in Green Bay. And, and certainly here, Dalton Schultz got a lot of work. So he believes the tight ends can be a, can be a weapon. And I think he likes this young group. Um, you know, I think Jake Ferguson's getting better. I think the one guy that probably should play more is Schoonmaker, their, their second-round tight end. But they, they like that room and what those guys can do because they're kind of – Similar, but can do different things in how they move around. Dak was talking about his footwork post game, as far as you know, being in sync with the offense and the offensive line. What is your what's your takeaway from the offensive line through two games, Todd? You, you have to like what you've seen, right? I mean, yes. you know, he was sacked what once yesterday, um, and, and you look at the run game, you can say, well, they only averaged three yards a carry. They ran it forty four times, so the offensive line has to be doing something right. And you factor in that Tyler Smith has not played the first two games. They've had Chuma Adoga, who, who left in the first half, replaced by an undrafted rookie, T.J. Bass. Right. Um, they, they've not shied away from their offensive line. And we've seen with the Cowboys in, in recent past, maybe under Jason Garrett, where if they didn't have their five guys, they would struggle. Uh, they're, they're still being aggressive with what they want to do offensively, and they're still calling the run game. Zach Martin... Went out late in the game. His ankle, he said, was fine. He's good. Afterwards, he went back in for the victory formation stuff at the end. So, but we'll be interesting to see how he is today and how they monitor him. But I think he has to give a plus grade, especially against a, 
a Jets front that is one of the better ones in the league. Todd Archer of ESPN.com joining us as we look back at the Cowboy game. Uh, several things to take away from Dak Prescott's performance. First one, it was the best start of his NFL career. Was it 12 consecutive completed passes? Something something nuts. 13, yeah. 13 consecutive passes. Certainly, this is manufactured in this uh, Mike McCarthy offense. How much are we not seeing without Brandon Cooks? That you know, and not only no Brandon Cooks, but it was the CD Lamb show, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Targets, eleven catches, one hundred forty-three yards. You know, the next highest target was Tony Pollard, a running back who had eight targets. So they they call this a vision defense that they go against. So it's hey, it's get it out quick. And you know you're going to have to throw a lot of checkdowns at Pollard. And you know with CD, he's going to win for you, or, for you early. And he wasn't matched up on Sauce Gardner much. But that, that's not like the Cowboys were avoiding him. That's just how they use CD Lamb. They move him around and do some different things. Um, you know, the, the, the pass game without Cooks, you lose a little explosion. But I don't think his absence with this knee thing will be long. I, I bet you he's back this week against Arizona. Todd, I... <sighs> You know, when the schedule comes out and you, you see all the moves that Arizona made, you're like, okay, they, they're, they're going to get rid of Kyler Murray. They're going to try to go get Caleb Williams. But I just chalked that up as a win. But, you know, versus the commanders and the Giants, Arizona didn't look that bad. Well, you know, I mean, it's going to be a home game for the Cowboys. You know how this goes when they go to Arizona. But <laughs> I see this game playing out coming into next week. Yeah, and, and weird things happen for the Cowboys when they play out in Arizona a lot of times. I remember way back in the day, I forget, the, they lost a game on a blocked punt in overtime, maybe. I remember like, that. Yeah, Matt yeah, yeah. Breyer broke his foot. Romo might have hurt his finger in that game, too. So, um, you know, we're already penciling the W, right? I, mean, I did. Yeah. I did until I watched them play. I was like, well, they're a little bit better than I thought. Oh, but that's, come on But now. it's 3-0. They're yeah. probably a little bit better than you thought. But this is still has to be a W. <laughs> like, Micah Parsons versus Josh Dobbs? I mean, let's Yeah. Say, you know. And we didn't it, even bring up the it, defense, Todd. I mean, I, I, it's almost Groundhog Day. Like, at this point, we just expect them to go out there and dominate. Right. You take, you know, I hate when you do this, but like Aaron Wilson, or Aaron Wilson, Garrett Wilson's 68-yard catch you take away that one, the, the Jets averaged three yards per play. Mm. Like, you know, they, they mm. were just, again, dominant. In the second half, you had the four takeaways, three interceptions, and, the, and Micah's forced fumble. And, you know, the, the first play of the game, Demarcus Lawrence, a tackle for loss. Uh, Parsons ends the first drive with a sack. He gets another sack in the, in the second half. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say about this defense other than people are going to say, well, the Giants aren't good offensively. The right. Jets didn't have Aaron Rodgers, and now they're going against Aaron Dobbs. You, 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 th- this is the, the, the high wire that these guys live on. You know, as soon as Dak throws a pick, everybody's going to be on him. As soon as the defense gives up two touchdowns in the right. game, everybody's going to say, see, they're overrated. Um, you can only play who's in front of you and who's on the schedule and who's playing. Right now, I don't know how anybody can say the Cowboys, and the numbers might tell me something might be different. I haven't looked at everybody, but... You can't tell me the Cowboys haven't been the most suffocating defense for the first few games of the season. Mm. He is Todd Archer of ESPN.com. Go there right now. It's got a great article. Jerry talking about minority ownership in the NFL. Great stuff, Todd. Thanks for stopping by this week. We'll see you next Friday or next Sounds Monday. Thanks, guys. I want to thank Todd Archer for stopping by on our Bear, Buyer's Barricade phone lines for his weekly. You know, he talked about asking the question of Dak, of uh, Coach McCarthy. Dak was mad at him. Dak got mad at Archer. Uh, well, a couple of questions yesterday that Archer was asking, because I don't know. Ask Cowboy fan. 
Okay. In the existential world that we live in, I don't know how to act today. Because you said that last week. Well, last week was a one-off. You know, yeah. it was a rainstorm. It was a lot of things, and you hoped. And then this week, so we're talking seventy to ten in total score. Um, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Which has to be by far and away the lead. There's only been three teams in the first two games of the season that have done the 70 and, and 10 turnovers and sack that, that, that oh, okay. count. It's this year's Cowboys, the late 60s a sack exchange with the Rams, the one with the like with uh, head slap and uh, Merlin Olsen, those gotcha. guys. And the 79 or 8 Pittsburgh Steelers steel curtain with Joe Green, L.C. Greenwood, and all those guys. There's only been three defenses that have done what the Cowboys have done over the Are first two Are you saying they're historical? Are I, they on their way? Well, I'm just I'm putting things on when you go and, you you know, I'm when you're making a decision. Right. There's those people that do the decision tree. They brought on one side all the positives, and on the other side all the negatives of the decision. Whatever adds up to more is the way you go. Well, when I look at the Cowboys and you start stacking things. Right. You got a quarterback that has yet to turn the ball over. I think he's been sacked once. He got sacked once yesterday. Once or twice. Uh, he started yesterday with 12 or 13 consecutive completions. First time that's ever happened in his career. Longest he's ever done. This defense, you've got two seconds from the snap of the ball till the quarterback is going down, whether he has the ball in his hands or not. I mean, that's just, it is. Fair. I don't know how to act. Act act as if. I mean, the only, only thing you can do is go week by week. It's a fluid situation. Power rankings change every week. But right now, you have to have them at, at the top. They're the I best mean, team in the NFL right now. They are the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. See? See? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to be I don't want to be a hater. If it but was I don't any wanna... other team that had done what the Cowboys have done for the last two weeks, everybody in the country would be saying they are going to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in football. Mm. 70 and 10. You take them to beat Miami? I'm, right now? There ain't a team in the NFL I'm worried about. You take them to beat San Francisco right now. Well, then I'm worried right about now. them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a little worried about San Francisco's, Philadelphia. San Francisco's 2-0-2 now. They are, and they're doing – I think the Rams are better than we thought they were. Rams ask, are a little bit ask better. Ask the Seahawks. I think the Rams are better. Yeah. Um, that was pretty impressive offense that the Rams are putting together, and San Francisco still put them to bed, and they went into Pittsburgh and put them to sleep. The the, the Eagles, I don't even know who that team is right now. They, they look like Nebraska. If they if they started running the option, that's funny. The power eye option that looks like what they're running. I don't know what they are. It's working. It is. It's those three teams. That's it. San Francisco, Miami, and Dallas. No, I'm. I'm I'm not sure if I put Miami there yet. What? 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 I, I'm I'm not sure I put Miami there yet. I think they're because there. Because of the defense? Yeah, I think they're there. But that offense is such – they're so fast. Something. But if we were going to do – But if there's a team if there's a team where, you know, the rubber meets the road, where best offense plays the best defense, you take the defense. Always. Always. Unless right? they're that fast. I mean, you paid Diggs $100 million. I should be able to ask you to guard Tyreek Hill. Right now, I would be afraid to start. Tua might, they might 
Yeah, two of them may end up with a concussion after a game against the boys. But here we sit. They could put that jujitsu to the test. Two weeks in. Now, we'll have uh, Clarence tomorrow, and he's always the voice of reason. Yeah, Clarence, either, Clarence, if Clarence comes in here hyped, then I know, okay, then I'll buy it, because he never gets too high. I, I sit today in a very uncomfortable situation. I think every Cowboy fan, you walk out the door and you got your Cowboy shirt. I got my victory shirt on. I'm all there. And everybody's going to walk up to me and say, how about them Cowboys and talk yada yada? And I don't want to say what I believe. What you believe is they're the best team. The best, say it. This is the, you the did best, say it. The, I have not been as comfortable and confident in this football team in every facet of the game in 30 years. Yeah, especially considering, you know, Mike took a lot of heat. For firing Kellen Moore and everybody's questioning what he's going to do. And he said he wanted to run the damn ball. Nobody believed him. And then he ran the ball yesterday 44 times in great weather. In great weather. Now, the the topic of discussion should be, and will be for the next couple of days anyway, red zone efficiency. That should be. Get it in the end zone. Because we're talking about February. This is a a team that looks like they could play in February, so we got to nitpick them. Five field goals will not feed the Bulldog in December. No, 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 no. That's not going to cut it. it but you got. But the great thing about it, you got a whole lot of time to fix it, and you're two and zero while you're trying to fix it. The Blitz will have uh, Jeff Trailer today, and Clarence Hill today do, as and well. Clarence Hill today. A uh, couple things uh, set Thursday aside as Thursday night football gets going. The Blitz is going to be live out at uh, Cigar International. Yes, sir. On uh, I-10, that's going to be a fine evening. They're going to be live out at. Uh, the uh, your is it your favorite cigar place? One of the bigger ones that's around. Not my, well, Yingling. Yeah, Yingling's gonna be there, but no. No, yeah. I know your favorite. Cigar. Yeah, but no, it's not. That's um, the one that I've been to. Yeah, but I have purchased cigars. Renee, get my bucket ready. Yeah, Yingling's gonna be poured all night long. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help Rob find a cigar that pairs well with the Yingling. Yeah, I'm sure that's, they've got a few. They got. I'm sure yeah. they've got a few. Hey, listen close, all you golfers. Uh, we are truly running out of space. Truly, if you want to play, we're playing a week from Monday out at Olympia Hills. Call your friends, get your buddies, save some money if you got your foursome. But if you're alone, don't wait anymore. Don't wait anymore. Get yourself signed up. We'll find you a place. Hey, Rudy, got I got some work to do. We'll see you tomorrow.